We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we make deep into your mouth, taking out your wisdom tools. <laughs> I just got my wisdom tools pulled. Your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And hey, we're here for another fine feathered episode of Fear the Walking Dead, season six, episode 15, the USS Pencil. Well, it's not the, but whatever, I added the the. It's the Facebook, it's the MySpace, it's the USS Pennsylvania. Well, I think we should talk about this at the, at the top of the show, so this way we, we kind of get out of the way, we don't forget. But you said something, well, you said this a couple times, and I've kind of brought it back a couple times, that you said, the show should be simple, or simpler, should be this complicated, should be this convoluted, emotionally draining, emotionally too many parallels. <sighs> I'm sick of it. It's kind of like the way I felt about JD with, with some of the smaller Easter eggs repeatedly coming on screen. But like, I didn't mind it. I just ignored it. <laughs> but yeah. but let's let, talk to me about what you're feeling here, because this is going to springboard into how you felt about this episode overall. So we might as well get into that and then we can go into all the things that maybe might save it for you. I don't I don't know. I don't have that much uh -huh. faith in myself today <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> Well, okay, I, I have said, made that comment about, you know, how shows, the, this show, sh you know, could be a lot simpler and maybe a little bit easier to follow. But, but at the same time, like, as this is coming out of my face, <laughs> in my brain, I'm still thinking, but this is exactly why I love this show is because it's not like anything that I watch. You know, I don't start every episode and know how it's going to end 10 minutes into it. You know what I mean? That gets boring. So as much as I complain about it, I do still love that they that they do that to us. You know what I mean? I wouldn't I wouldn't be here for <laughs> all this time if some part of me didn't love it. So this is this is reminding <sighs> this is reminding me of a conversation we had on Twitter the other day <laughs> about <laughs> why things are crazy like why yeah why we but it like does. it makes it does make me crazy it makes me crazy especially this season this season specifically because i want my happy endings i want i just want something <laughs> to happen where where people are happy i just want somebody to be like oh yay we made it and and you know life can can be great from here on out until the next season of course but like i just want that moment of like where they can take a breath and go oh we did it we did it guys yeah. <laughs> it, that kind of sort of thing that you got at the end of season eight of The Walking Dead. Like, we did it. For like a minute. It yeah. Cost, it cost a lot, but we did it. But we did it. <laughs> yeah, team. team. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him, the movie. This is the part where Rorschach goes in and goes, no. The city is screaming out for help. And I'll just say, no. And then <laughs> and Rachel's saying, I just want a little breather, a little sort of happy ending plateau. And Rorschach says, Davis says, no. <laughs> no, it's it's the Walking Dead universe. It's not on the show. <laughs> Charity, you'll get your parallels, Charity. You'll get so many parallels, you'll die from choking on the parallels. You'll choke on all the parallels. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you will die from your own hubris <laughs> and your desires for more parallels, Charity. <laughs> she said. And I, I don't really, I don't pick up on a lot of the parallels. I mean, unless they are like wildly obvious. I mean, slap me in the face with it. I, I miss a lot of them. That's that's why I have you and Sharon D. You tell me about the parallels. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because you'll say that and then uh, in the next episode or maybe even the same episode we're talking about it, you'll say something like that I didn't see before and that is a parallel. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, hmm. That's why we're, is that why we're here? Is that why, <laughs> is that why we do this little thing? <laughs> I guess it is. Choke on your parallel, Sharon D. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, th and there are a lot 
this far into the show, almost every scene, they're repeating something. Like you could go back and find a parallel to what you're looking at somewhere in the, in the history of Fear the Walking Dead. And I think they do it on purpose. They know that they have crazy psycho fans like us, <laughs> and we are watching it frame by frame. That's why I almost didn't like JD, because <laughs> it was too gratuitous shooting um, pot shots at fans and saying, hey, okay. you, you like this shit? You like this shit? Here's a lot of it. <laughs> Here's a machine gun yeah. of it. And I'm like, Lobbing it works, it works, but it's, it feels good when you have to struggle for, to find it. You know, it also feels a little bit more meaningful. Like, I'm not saying, okay, I, you know, I get and that. I want to backpedal a little bit. I, I want to say it wasn't bad. It did. The good thing about those Easter eggs that, that Aisha Tyler gave you, and I think this was an, an Aisha Tyler thing. She was very passionate about it. Um, mm -hmm. The things great. that she inserted weren't reaches. They weren't over your head. They were very simple, easy to pick mm -hmm. up. Uh, and again, I'm not going to criticize. I said, uh, maybe it's more that I prefer when they're a little harder to spot. Like if you didn't look twice, you didn't, you missed it. And there were some of them that were like that, like the Negan Walker. I didn't totally didn't know was that into like, it, which I is never oh, would have caught right. it unless she pointed it out. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's meant to be. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have seen that. I prefer it even like when it's open to interpretation and it's hard to spot. It's like, Oh wait, what's that Eagle in the sky? Cause then we can actually take credit for <laughs> like, even if it was never intended to be that thing, we'd be like, yeah, that's, that means that. And a lot, did you guys think about that? No, you didn't. Oh, it's only us. Okay. We're smart. <laughs> I worry yeah. about that. I, you know, I, I've I've actually been thinking about this. This is probably another one of drug-addled like things that, that I was thinking about while I was in general anesthesia. It's like the one only holdover that stayed stayed with us since we started the podcast. And it's I worry sometimes when we bring up things like this. It's 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 one of those things where oh look how this look how smart we are show. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I, I wonder, I don't want to leave in, in, in the impression, because obviously we laugh a lot too. So that's that's another thing. But like, I don't want to leave people with the impression that like, oh, they think they're so smart or the, oh, they think they're so clever. I'm like, no, I'm I'm just trying. I'm just trying to flex a muscle. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm pointing some things out so that I don't feel crazy. <laughs> I'm wondering if people see what I see or you yeah. see what I see. At, at the very least, it's just the me and you show, or the me and Sherry interaction. I think it's cool when you point things out like that, especially when it's things that I don't notice because then I'm like I get excited to go back and catch it again but furthermore I think people who, who watch the show and pick up on these things you know the, the more they listen to our show and what you and, and I and Sharon pay attention to every time they watch an episode they're going to be looking for those things too so we may even be creating uh, more <laughs> observant <content>. viewers <laughs> maybe right? maybe yeah yeah well and I also want people to learn something along the way too like I, I don't want people to walk you away guys do that to, for me you yeah. know what I, you when you guys point things out and I'm like, oh, and then the next episode, I'll be looking for something like that. You know, whatever it was that you pointed out, I'm like, oh, last episode, it was, you know, something like this. So I'm going to look for that in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the key here is that we, we try not to retread over things like Talking Dead does at the very least. We, we try not to retread over their shit. Mm -hmm. But also we don't try to pluck that low hanging fruit unless we want to add to the to that conversation. Like say, oh, that's really who cares? <laughs> or <laughs> we want to say, oh, so profound. <laughs> Or, and and not to make fun of it seriously, but like sort of saying it's it's almost to say, oh, that's good, but like we can't. It's so obvious that we can't talk about it, or it's been talked about way too much. Too it's much. like it's yeah. not worth us picking over. Like otherwise, we would be doing exactly what I spoke to to you offline about earlier. It was like, why are you pretending like you didn't see the next episode, or why mm -hmm. didn't you? Why are you pretending like you don't know this fact, like or that you thought of? This is the thing that drives me fucking insane. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say this out loud, but. 
For, for every single person who has heard a fact or saw somebody else write about a fact that they found or an Easter egg or something like that and pass, and they don't mean to do this. I know they don't mean to do this, but pass it off as their own. I'm going to say this out loud. And if somebody thinks that I'm talking about them, it's not to be <laughs> accusatory, but I want you to think about this. When even if you create a meme or art and it's inspired by somebody, somebody, something somebody said, it's always a good idea to mention that. Hey, let's just say on, on the on the cool factor, it lends a story to what you're trying to accomplish. Like whether it's art, whether it's a meme, whether it's uh, even like, I don't know, a spoken word or like, like a like a fan fiction or something like, oh, this is inspired by a conversation with my friend and I. Yeah. It adds yeah. a story to it. Right. But the, at the yep. at the very least on a decent human being sort of level, if you get this idea from somebody, just add that to the thing so that when your friend right when your friend person. sees that yeah. thing they first of all it feels good to be recognized and credited but let's just say a rando picks up a fact and this is usually the case a rando picks up a fact or goes to pinterest picks up an image and it's art credit that person's art even if you don't know what it is don't start passing this shit off as your own just credit it if you don't know what it is don't even post it try to find out where it came from if it was a news article they usually credit those things you know if it's pinterest get a pinterest account and find out the original source because pinterest is just a board of things that exist on the internet they don't exist on their own so it's just my little plea to everybody even if it's just an idea please credit the the source because you don't want to be that asshole that's walking around the internet saying oh i thought this original thought and i'm so clever that's why and the whole reason for my spiel is that like when we talk about these things, if we have to bring in somebody else to validate us or to talk about a subject, say, for example, Brian Castrillo being 100% right, 100, almost like a thousand percent right about his theory about the submarine crew being wow. part of the Enders. And especially I say a thousand percent because when we you and me were saying it doesn't seem like Riley seemed like a surfer <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Just didn't seem like a like a yep. like an officer. No, he's a f the fucking weapons, weapons officer. master. Yep. Weapons, weapons master officer. officer. Weapons officer. Yeah. I personally told Brian way to call that out too. Yeah, you did it, man. Uh, he's going to totally He's going to see it. at the reaction video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to see in the reaction video to further the point. A thousand percent right, not just about Riley being the weapons officer, right? Riley, and then, and I was racking my brain, why what happened to these guys? 150 like dead walking around this thing. Well, yeah. mostly mostly dead. Some of them were dead. It was Riley. Don't you think he had a handful of people with him though? I, and I I only say that because Brian had mentioned the the group of guys that were sort of with Riley and and how they held their weapons so so Riley probably Riley and a handful of other sailors probably did all of that yeah, yeah. a handful of them with were with him he's like who's mm -hmm. with me okay and he, let me paint the scenario for you so I can credit my own idea let me <laughs> put this thing on the back there we go David just so everybody knows, I don't, I'm not on the internet, or ha I shouldn't, I should be, but I'm not on the internet half as much as I should be researching some of this stuff. And especially this episode, well, let me put it this way. When I say researching this stuff, I mean people creating articles, speculating about what, what this could be, theory videos, th stuff like that. I don't, I should be looking into this more so I could bring people in and credit people where credit is due. This is just off the top of my head. I wanted to do a little bit more research about the USS Pennsylvania, which is an actual ship in operation, which with the same exact um, ship code or ship designation, I think. I forget what it's called. The SSBN 735. It's in the photo of Riley oh, with short oh, hair. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shirt he's wearing is SSB in 735, I think it was. Uh -huh. That is the designation of the USS Pennsylvania, which does exist. Nice. It does yeah. exist. It yep. in SSBN is submersible ship ballistics 
uh, nuclear. Ooh. So it's, it's literally that's what the designation is, and that's what that means. It is a nuclear-powered, nuclear-firing ship. I wanted to do a little bit more research on the USS Pennsylvania. Point is, you're right. He did bring in people to do this. It turns out it's it's very very possible that that sub was meant to be a fail-safe measure in case certain outbreaks went out of control. Now, knowing that there was no possible way to control this outbreak, Riley's probably right. It, it probably lent the most amount of people that were able to survive to survive because if they started taking out heavily populated areas, what would have happened? Let me just shortcut to the end. We probably wouldn't have Fear the Walking Dead, Yeah. by the way. You're talking about heavily populated areas. Yeah, I, can, can a nuclear missile head from Galveston to LA? You bet your ass it can. I'm just taking this idea and running with it because like, yeah, there wouldn't be no Fear the Walking Dead if Riley didn't do what he did. What did he do? Yeah, he handcuffed all, he handcuffed the people to uh, the people that were probably with the commanding officers with trying to to do that attack that he was trying he was trying to stop a massacre a genocide of, of living people in a city controlled probably by the dead and he wanted to give them a chance why because he has this girl in the photo probably <laughs> I just think it's a really cool idea to spin that yarn because he says it out loud. I, I've seen what it takes to stop this sort of thing. No, they don't have what it takes. They don't have what, what it said. takes, yeah. But this also takes me to like the whole, and Charity's going to help me a lot here. I'm admitting this right now. The whole Lost reference. The fans in this nuclear sub were very reminiscent of the Dharma Initiative logo from Lost. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was also kind of prescient because the Dharma Initiative did have a submarine that would go back and forth from the re the actual world to this J.J. Abrams world. <laughs> <laughs> and it was taken over by the others. Obviously, I was going to say later on, but chronologically later on, but from the start of the series or beginning of the series. The only other fact that I know about that was the sub in Lost was called the Galaga after the video game, literally, because that's all they would play between takes. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I know. That's kind of awesome. The only though. reason. There's no etymology reason, just it's the video game they played, and that I, was it. I like that, though. Other than that, I, I thought it was a cute nod, but this is one of those questions that I, I need, I feel like I need to write down and ask Nick Bernardoni, or Bernardone, this idea of what was the significance to him about bringing in this Lost reference? How did that play into the episode? I mean, was it a conscious thing, or was it just the shape of the fan? It was literally the grading of the fan, and the fact that it was a submarine, right. I mean, the submarine would show people to the John Dharma initiative, etc. I just, um, I, don't, I almost want, I don't uh, know if they're even aware of that connection until Sharon, you pointed it out. I don't know. It's a very odd fanship. Right. Yeah. To have and also and also it had it had the little middle markings of the Dharma Initiative logo too. Charity sent it to Michael Sandrazimus and he responded, "You're freaking me out." <laughs> About the, the reference, the meme that she made, the Foursquare meme that she made with the thing, the thing, the thing. That we're talking about. Let me go back and explain what the first one we saw. Sharon showed me this one during the, the Dave react. It's a four square one, but the top two are next to each other. The left one is Riley. And then it looks like he's typing in the codes <laughs> that Desmond Hume was typing in. Uh, and I think it was a man from Tallahassee. The four, eight, 15, 16, the Fibonacci sequence that he had to type in every day. Uh, and I think he spelled it wrong too. I think it was four, eight, 16. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and of course he did it wrong. So of course there's a nuclear explosion in the bottom panel. Sorry, the audio listeners have to know what this is. And then in the bottom, it says lost so that's what she showed me i laughed and almost pissed my pants <laughs> i don't know if this was during the watch party or she just sent it to me or i might i may have just run across it obviously i hearted it just so for proof of life <laughs> <laughs> so she she did a meme that says dakota strangelove or how i learned to stop worrying and love the bomb and obviously that's a reference to dr strangelove <laughs> And it shows instead of the dude riding the, the nuclear weapon 
from the sky it's dakota <laughs> with her little hat waving in the air <laughs> i love that one so show that me the right four there. square one. oh there it is okay i yeah. did see that and proof of life i did like it i did like it charity <laughs> don't don't hate me okay so on the, on the top left it shows the the soldier that's cuffed yep. to that fan um and in the next panel top right quadrant is the fan itself and it looks like the dharma initiative logo bottom left is, it shows the dharma initiative logo <laughs> and on the bottom right it shows dharma from dharma and greg <laughs> It's all wow, did you enjoy that? Because now that's going to go on the that blog, all of it. You're welcome, Sharon D. <laughs> it's like every week is is another another meme I post on the blog from Sharon D. <laughs> Do you even read the blogs? Do you even appreciate what I'm doing for you at all? I don't know. <laughs> My heart. Wait, is that what I anyway, do? So, do I do that? Is that what I do the notes for? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> I do that? Sometimes you read, even mention Read my it. work, damn it. <laughs> yes, yeah. I read yeah. it and then some. Read it and then read, read it again. It. Take, and then take notes on my notes. <laughs> I got notes on no. I got notes on notes. Okay. Hey, Rachel, what, what what were your impressions of this episode? Well. We kind of touched on that a little bit before. Yeah. I don't think we got to finish that conversation. This episode had a lot of good moments. They're in there somewhere. They're in there somewhere. <laughs> you had to dig around for them a little bit, but I just still am so angry about Morgan's scene. About not even what Strand did to Morgan. I like I. I mean, yeah, sure, that's very Strandish behavior. I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm mad about what came after. We all knew he was going to survive. Like I didn't. I, I wasn't worried. Sharon and me are the only ones yeah. that were kind of like maybe not. Right. I, I wasn't worried. Maybe. I knew he was going to get out of it. I just was like, okay, how's he going to get out of it? And of course, he shows up in the next scene and he takes out Dakota and I'm like, see, there he is. Everything's fine. But what I didn't like is he stepped into the room perfectly clean. Like, not... Oh, yeah, we talked about this. I mean, his clothes weren't torn. There wasn't a drop of blood on him anywhere from having to kill all these walkers. Let's stop here because there's other things that I wanted to bring up to further add to your the bones you're trying to pick uh -huh. right now, which is along <laughs> the same vein. And I, and I want to look into what the deeper point Just is, but let me start with something that they mentioned, of course, having the hindsight of watching this episode at least one more time. I haven't had a chance to watch it since we did Again. our Dave React. Oh, wow. But here's the thing. I, I edit the Dave React, so I kind of watch it during okay. the process. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like extensively. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously I'm looking for something else, so I don't really absorb it. But when I watched it again <laughs> today, I did. The thing that Morgan mentions to the crew, he says, I know what it takes to get by them. Mm -hmm. Meaning referencing the first episode. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, I obviously smell like a dead person. I can get past them. Now you find out later on that was bullshit. Because it, it's true. Of course, you have to use the truth to execute a good lie. His thing was he finally admits, admits to Victor at the end. I didn't tell you why I felt like I needed to sacrifice myself because he effectively says this is that because I sacrificed the key that enabled Teddy to shoot the to, to fire the nuclear missiles. Mm -hmm. He was just he could not say it out loud because he did not want to he did not want to impugn Grace. He really wanted her. He didn't want people to br blame Grace in her grief in her moment. He needed that sacrifice to mean something. And I wish that that moment had a little bit more punch that. This has happened in the Walking Dead, in the Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead, occasionally here and there, where like moments like that needed a little bit more for all the holding back and not telling people why he's willing to hurt himself or kill himself in order to further a cause. This was the reason, and the reason lacked punch. Going back to your bone to pick, ah, important, meaningful things that should have been blown up a little bit better in the show. Let's put that aside. Let's 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 continue shitting on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. 
But no, but you're absolutely 100% right. It makes me suspicious. It makes me wonder if that's purposeful. Obviously, yeah. my first thought, and then I rule it out. <laughs> yeah, and then it also makes me too. wonder. Well, let me add my thing. We'll go back to your thing because my thing is stupid. But like, it's the same thing with the walkers that we find on the sub. Most of them, if oh, they're not yeah. dead in, in, if they're not permanently dead, uh, meaning like inactive, mm -hmm. like not undead. Right. They're walking around and they're walking around clean, effectively, mm -hmm. and that really bugged me because they're they they're dead and they've been dead for a number of years. They should be gross on the clothes in some ways, like at least at the neckline, you know, dusty like, things kind of just like ooze. They were I, I did notice a little bit of dust, but even then, I I that was the only thing I actually thought <laughs> had cover because if you think about it, this sub has scrubbers. It's got an air filtration system in case radiation does leak or whatever keeps it inside the sub rather than outside the sub. I was thinking, okay, you can make an excuse for that. The dust may not be collecting because there's no air that's, I don't know how dust works. Let me just say that much. I don't have to, there's no windows to open on a sub. You know, there's no, there's no way for pollen to get in or insects to get in and, and all that stuff. So I thought about that, but the gross shit coming off their faces and things. Maybe I don't know enough about walkers in an, in a, it's not a vacuum tube, but it's, something i don't know going back to your thing yeah totally totally that's that's weird that is very weird yeah and i mean unless, unless he's just that good and and furthermore i'm i'm i am irritated about this but i'm gonna i will get over this we're never gonna find out how he got out of that situation at least with with glenn when he slipped under the dumpster you don't think no oh, shit no i don't think they're well, ever gonna tell us how morgan got out of that situation let's let's make something very clear this is something that i also needed you to remind me of to talk about you had mentioned that and this is something i hopefully will bring up and come back to this point you had mentioned that you and sharon had watched the season finale because it was available in other markets because of our memorial day amc delayed 15 and 16 for the following weeks i think it was fox entertainment which controls a it's a huge entertainment conglomerate that controls that distributes amc pro uh, properties to like turkey to spain to england to australia and new zealand and they actually continued airing 15 16 uh, you know the week after 14 etc so they didn't have that skip so people last week got 15 people this week got the season finale immediately after it aired i think it was on monday morning i want to say monday noon you among those people know what the season finale looks like so when I, when you say something like we will never know what happened to morgan you have that context when you make that statement because again trying not to lie about what we know and what we do i don't know you don't have to say anything else but i feel like from what you just said whether he lives dies this or that or the other thing it just doesn't matter we're not going to know what happened because maybe to the show effectively it doesn't really matter considering maybe the outcomes or I if suppose, there is even an outcome i suppose but this to me was less convincing than than glenn's scene with nicholas when everybody thought Glenn had died, I I didn't I didn't th I I wasn't scared for Glenn in that moment either because he had Nicholas with him and I I watched him pull Nicholas on top of him so I was convinced of what had happened had happened and then they just showed me I was right and I'm like okay cool but with Morgan like it was just him there was nobody t else to like take the bites <laughs> fall yeah on him, there was no right? one there to protect him like and they like those walkers every single one of them had a hand on him all of them oh you know who it was you know what it was don't say madison <laughs>
No, but that's a better answer, actually. I said it in the reaction video. I said, oh, Dwayne, jo- Dwayne, Dwayne Jones. Jones. Dwayne Jones confirmed. Yeah. It was the body of Dwayne Jones. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. Can can we get a fan fiction writer to write that that really likes Dwayne Jones? Dwayne was on the sub and saved him? Yeah, and he had died. Yeah. Meanwhile, he died, yeah. you know, practically just after the yeah. apocalypse. So the, the running joke that, that we have, Sharon D, D and you and I, is that Morgan activated his death stink when he was being attacked and it just shot off a cloud of of walker smell and and all the walkers just went oh oh you're one of us okay and then they just quietly walked away from him <laughs> that that you're like super you're like super one that, of us <laughs> to me i mean it's the only thing that makes sense right well that's what i was saying before i was like oh he knows how to get past i'm like that's bullshit he does no, not have he doesn't it's been months yeah if he had sepsis he'd be dead right now like after you, you, by the way you're talking about well, if we're counting the months, we're talking about like at least, I want to say at least six months because no, no, eight months. I think eight. Yeah, sounds better because uh, we were. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know math. It's seven months because it was two months after we lost track of Grace and she was finding out that she was mm-hmm. pregnant. So give give a little two weeks leave from the time she finds out she's pregnant. And then the month and a half, we lose track of her in the first time we see Morgan after he was shot in the water Which was another five tower. weeks after season five. five yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Five or six, five or even six, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Seven months of sepsis. Yeah. You wouldn't last seven hours? No. I don't know. I'm kidding. Like seven days. Seven days. I'll give him seven days to live. <laughs> we'll use Hollywood metrics. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just, I'm just being... Morgan... Yeah. Practical. Morgan just, uh, he's been annoying the piss out of me for a while. And this episode, he just annoyed me even further. Is it Morgan or is it what happens No, to it's him? Morgan. It's it's well, Morgan. I don't, okay, okay. I don't like this, I have to take on everything attitude. I don't like this, everything's my fault attitude. I don't, I, I just, I don't like that. I feel like he's throwing himself a pity party and I'm not attending. Let's use the silver lining first because <laughs> it'll front load all the things all the frustrations we have in the back end i wrote in my notes that just like he did with alicia when victor says just live first of all he's not wrong it's like oh shit man Vic, for all the frustration we have towards victor near the ending section he delivers some incredibly apt walkers yeah. oh yeah to morgan just just like you as mm-hmm. much as victor was you rachel <laughs> I am frustrated with you, dude. You told us to just live. You're fucking yep. lying. You told. What is the deal, Morgan? Why? Why are you going after him yourself? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Why? Yeah. Why? What? Oh, yeah. I'll tell us more about that. Huh? Why do you have to do it? Normally, you just on TWD, you just walk off into the sunset. No, no. This is Fear the Walking Dead, bitch. <laughs> uh, and I'm an original character, so you gotta answer me. This is you're this on another, my show. That's now. another thing. I'm getting, you're on my show, bitch. That's right. <laughs> Let me insert this parallel quickly before we move on. But Morgan is doing exactly what John Dory Sr. did. Oh. You know, trying to get Teddy yeah. at all costs. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Instead of in, instead of living and being there for his... for This is the, this is the thing I thought in my dream state. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it was crazy, right? Like, like Morgan just flowed into John Dory. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so right, Dave. You're right, Dave. <laughs> where's, where's, where's our wisdom tooth? I don't know, Dave. Sleep, Dave. <laughs> anyway, okay, so... Dave. Yeah, go, okay, Dave. Whoa, everything's trippy. Anyway, instead of living and being there just for his friends, allowing them to be there for him, he is driven to sacrifice for them because he feels he owes them. And it's different than John Dory Sr., but it's not undifferent. But the silver lining is that just like in TWD World Beyond, he learns fast. Well, it took him a couple of years, didn't it? <laughs> Morgan listens to Victor like he did with Alicia eventually. And yeah. that is the takeaway. But even though he keeps doing this, like, okay, I think that was the last moment where he stopped frustrating us before Victor 
Peter starts frustrating right. us, it's actually perfectly timed too. The moment Morgan accepts Victor as being right is the moment Victor takes this opportunity <laughs> to be the right one, to be the savior. This is something that I've said over and over again to you particularly because you kept assuming God, we're not we're not both wrong. We're not both wrong. Isn't that crazy? That's the Queen's Gambit yeah. again. This is what I was predicting. Ooh. Okay, what is the move? The move is this. I kept telling you, no, he's he's doing it for everyone. He's definitely not doing it for himself. He's doing it for everyone. However, you are 100% right that he's doing it. He wants to take all the credit. And I listened to you. I said, oh, I know. Because <laughs> he's... Because what is he doing? The same thing motherfucking Teddy's doing. Information control. He says, I want to be the one to do it. Listen, you probably hated the conflict between Morgan and Victor. There were some nuggets in there. Like, you loved the the the, the idea that the conflict existed. Mm-hmm. But, like, part of you is like, why is this so fucking complicated? Why is this happening? I just wish Strand could admit that he's a bad guy. Just, just, just fall into your role. Oh, That's... oh, oh, oh. Right? I've been right. saying well, that for a long time. Who were you time. saying about that recently? Well, Dakota... Dakota Dakota too. And what did she do this episode? She listened. Oh my God, they listened to Squawking. No, they're not. We, we just thought about this last week. They had this right. in the can two months yeah. ago. Anyway, so. <laughs> but you said last week, Dakota should just yep. lean in, go full evil, right? Be the stranger, be Albert Camus. And she right? did. Thank goodness for small yeah. favors. You, you might have missed it <laughs> if, you, if you just watched it the one time. Um, I hope you caught it when you were editing. But when Dakota says to Strand, she's talking over the walkie and she says, you know, do you want to be the person that that Morgan wants you to be. Did you see Strand's face? It looked like he had Tourette's. He couldn't keep still. He was like, "Mm, ah, mm, mm." no. Like, you could see him struggling. No, he does not want to be the person Morgan wants him to be. Oh, I saw more. And you know, it's funny. If you paid too much attention to Victor, you didn't see everybody else. Well, it was only Victor. What do you mean? Having not. Oh, no, no. When she says it, he it it spends the most time on Victor's face. Sure. But as she's saying it, you see other people react to that. I should. I didn't have enough time to, to know the particulars. But other people were also reacting to her statement as well. You know, the way that Morgan wants to live. Why is it that people and this again goes to the beginning because we're near the end aren't we mm-hmm. in the beginning what does teddy say it takes to both uh get people to follow you and also to get them to die f- for a cause or for you let's well, you say. gotta offer something offer them something they want something to believe in and then the two is you gotta be willing yeah. to die for them or die with mm-hmm. them which is not <laughs> come on <laughs> Which, which he, who's, who's not? Strand. Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> no, he we will were talking take, about Teddy. Oh, no, sometimes no. It, he will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, that's why he said, <laughs> I mean, even when him and Morgan are having this conversation, I'm so, I'm so mad at Strand. Even when him and Morgan are having this conversation in, in the hallway, I don't know what to call it. Like right after they get inside of it. And he says, uh, Alicia oh, asked me. It's like this junction point. You know, yeah. he, Alicia asked me whatever, if I'm doing it for myself or if I'm doing it for everybody. He's like, oh, I'm doing it for everybody. That was my favorite line. Not Strands. My favorite line was what Morgan said. And Strands like, uh, she needs to know I'm doing it for everybody. And and Morgan said it as I was thinking it. Really? <laughs> Nobody, be- I don't believe him. I, d- I can't say nobody. I don't believe him. Oh, no, I, I 100% believe him. Okay. I believe it's so complicated, uh. though. But that's that's the complaint, right? Yeah. It's so complicated that, like, it's easier to just say, I don't believe you. It's the same thing with Dakota. Yeah. It's easier to, to not see the nuance that she even explains a lot better on the show. I mean, it's seeing is believing. Like, I can say it based on the evidence that I pick up on the yeah. show. But having her say it out loud, saying, n- not to say that you should sympathize. I'm not saying that. <laughs> at all 
That's experience is subjective. Believability is subjective. But the fact that she said it out loud, to be mad at Victor is to also be mad at Morgan. And I think Fair that's enough. very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. And I'm not saying permanently. Oh, he's on my shit list. Just like I'm never going to say permanently, Victor's on my shit list. He's not on my shit list. No character's per per permanently on my Victor's shit list. Victor's on my side eye list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, I have to also keep in mind, this is zombie apocalypse. It is complicated. Things aren't going to be like throw them out of the airlock on, on the 100. You know what I mean? Go and even if it yourself. is, like, that's their world. <laughs> well, yeah, go float yourself. Exactly. So my beef is that they are literally doing the same thing. Victor and Morgan are doing the same thing. Morgan is making the sacrifice for himself on behalf of Grace. Not telling people that that's the reason. Eventually he tells Victor. That's true. And eventually Victor does tell Morgan. And they are doing the same thing. They're just doing it for different reasons. Uh, this is the part I hate the most because it's not simply because he's doing it <laughs> because of the glory. You could say that and you'd be, you would be, you would sound like you're 100% right because that's what we assumed. Oh, he's information hoarding. That's why he's like, oh, you have to see it to believe it. Oh, join me, Alicia, right? No, it's not because of that. Anyway, so Morgan is doing it for an altruistic reason. He's saying, I don't want people to give grace the side eye for basically destroying a significant portion of humanity that's that remains that's a pretty good reason although frustrating yeah. still but going back to victor Victor admits, and maybe according to his own logic, it's not really that clear that he could or had to do things that she slash, you know, Alicia and Morgan wouldn't. Victor admits that only Morgan can do what's required. And again, he's jealous because all this time he was trying to do what Morgan, he knows Morgan, Morgan can do. Also, he mentions people follow you because they want to, not because they owe mm -hmm. you. And how is that significant? Because he feels like he owes Alicia. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he wants to absolve himself. I'm saying he genuinely... I Genuinely loves her. Loves her Might so much. Might be the much. only person he loves actually that, does love besides himself. I, I will admit that. That he's yeah. ever loved. Even, well, even, even what's yeah. his name? No, yeah. Even what's yeah. his name was a shadow of love. Abigail. I can't think of his Oh, yeah, right. Name. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, we talked about him the other week when we were talking. <laughs> it's okay. But you know but who yeah, no, I don't, he Yeah, he didn't even really love Celia's him. Celia's son. Mm -mm. The one who mm -hmm. dies on the bed. Also, when Strand delivers that line about, you know, people follow you because they want to, not because they owe you something. I also heard if Strand had a following it would be because they owed him something. I feel like that is the situation he Because that's the himself. only way he can get people to follow him. Oh, I, I yeah. saved, yes. well, not I saved, but I turned things around or I tried to, like, this is again, another parallel. I tried to turn things around mm -hmm. in Lawton myself. I set the whole thing up and what does Morgan have to go on, yep. go on and do? He does it better exactly than me. What yeah, he won up and, me. And exactly, <laughs> and exactly what Alicia wanted him to do, wanted him to expose the truth in a different way at, at the Mexican standoff or just after the Mexican standoff. Oh, we're, we'll do, we're, we're damaging it from the inside, but not the way you want. Victor something to that effect what what essentially it boils down to is like Victor wanted to hand Dakota back so that he can gain a little bit more power a little bit more trust a little bit more means yep. to overthrow her this scene with Victor and Morgan goes back to that moment again like oh I know you're gonna do what it takes that I, it's something that I can't so I'm gonna be the one to save the day I owe Alicia that much for all this for for going against her essentially like for trying to do what I wanted to do to try to get this done for killing Sanjay like even like that's something that was I, I don't want to say hard for him to do, but like it was, it was something that he felt like again. That's what I was going back for. to Morgan. I was waiting for him to stab Morgan like he did Sanjay. I, but this is what I want to hit on next, is because when he's with Dakota, he realizes in that moment, a I don't have what it takes, so I'm gonna put you down so I can 
at least get the credit for doing something that I need to do to kill Teddy, let's say, right? Because Morgan could do that. It, it'll be done. We follow him. We work together. That's fine. The Morgan way, the way Dakota mentions, right? Yeah. But when he's when he's at in front of Dakota and the truth can be said out loud, as she's saying to the rest of them, first of all, she mentions that D- Victor, she said Victor killed Morgan, right? Because mm-hmm. she saw what happened, mm-hmm. right? With the truth laid bare, his, his sins, he's, he reverts completely. You see this later on when he says, oh, so I was fortuitous and <laughs> trying to kick you into My those people. right. Right. Uh. Uh, AKA, and they said this in the reaction video. I said, oh, so you mean like, you know, what Ginny was trying to convince June of? Like, oh, we're the same. You know, we're mothers. We tried to take, right. I don't blame her because her world, again, her worldview dictates her actions. She was violated as a young person, as a um, as, as an early mother, and she felt like that's what she needed to do. And she rose up and was a badass and created Lawton and all that people. So anyway, I'm not praising her. I'm just saying, <laughs> wow, crazy. Victor has the same moment with, with, with Morgan. He says, you, and I love that Morgan said this, like silver linings, right? For all the shit that we went through, Morgan's saying, you need to stop. <laughs> That was so funny. He's like, "Yeah, we'll talk about this later." When for now, you're in a timeout. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I need bodies right now. So with Dakota in front of him, Victor just submits. He he has nothing for somebody who always has something to say. He has nothing to say. He can't kill this kid, even to save his own life. Remember what we were talking about with Cole? Cole even is like cornered, completely surrounded. Alicia's got a gun through a body, a living undead body, whatever, Mm -hmm. an undead body. Mm -hmm. Like, is that not convincing enough? Cole and yet Cole still feels the need to raise that shotgun right and I noted that because there's something significant about seeing somebody cornered what do you do when you're cornered Victor when cornered and this makes me feel like he's not as bad as I think is that he looks he's not as bad as he looks this is like the classic Victor that should be on his tombstone I wasn't as bad as I looked (laughs) but in that final hour he submitted he did not have he it's him admitting to himself I do not have what it takes I talk a big game I the only way I know to motivate people is by and you know not even that well manipulation yeah, Teddy he, he had, motivates through manipulation that's all his it's his old world he's he, wow man oh for all the fucking shit and it's not I feel bad sometimes when I talk about John walking into the apocalypse not changing I do I do because I like John I did the, the very fact that he could exist makes him significant right mm-hmm. Victor Victor in some ways like in other ways he's learned to become a better person fine it enables you to be a, you're a better self the, the self that you were meant to be blah 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 whatever but was it we don't know <laughs> but in some ways Victor reverting you know stabbing Sanjay and trying to revert to a path that was before him didn't work he was trying to go back to the old ways which is the ways that don't work in this world as much what works in this world well apparently it means promising something that other people want you didn't do that you tried to in this, until somebody gave them a better offer right mm-hmm. Morgan coming out and telling them the truth and he risked his life he's life okay and then also willing to die Our, Victor are you willing to die with these people to commit to that goal and no you're not you don't have what it takes and I think he realized that humiliatingly in that moment he can't kill this kid he can't kill kids period I think that's Straight? another part of him that he I can't I think he do. would have no problem yeah. killing children I don't see that I a think, problem for him well not, what not Dakota here? anyway I, don't, I mean he's not well, gonna go well, shooting not? up any kids but I, I don't think he would have but, a problem shooting Dakota if if Dakota hadn't held up did, a mirror why didn't he pull a call be, because if Dakota oh, hadn't held, it, up, held up a mirror to okay. him and showed him who he was and called him out I I don't think he would have had a problem killing Dakota, but she she oh. told him some truths about himself that he didn't want to hear. That he listened to. Yeah, that and I think it kind of shook him a little bit. But if she hadn't have done that, 
I I was already. I'm like, yeah, shoot her. There's someone who will take her out. Yeah, Strand will do it. I'm in love with what you're saying right now in some <laughs> ways. But there's always that part of me that's like, but if he is that kind of person, wouldn't he be angry about it? Or do you really, th- and this is, I, I'm more challenging you than I am, cha- really, because I know you have said a lot of things about the kind of person that he is. Yeah. But if you're saying that that's the case, that we finally reached a bottom for Victor, then there is a semblance of remorse or do you know what I mean? Like there's a semblance of, I know that you're not saying Victor is a terrible, horrible no. human being that is is a villain, right? Like that's, I, it feels I like sometimes when you talk that that's the way you make him seem, but I yeah. think you don't think that. No, really, I don't. I 100%. think, I mean, I think Strand has the potential to be a villain, but I do truly think that Strand is the type of person who wants to be good. He wants to be good, but it goes against everything in him to make the right choices and do good things. He's like Dakota. Yes, he's just, he is a villain trying to be a good guy. What is that a parallel of? Gamma, specifically Gamma, because Gamma, Judith, all Judith said was, you just, you just didn't find the right people first, or I just found, or whatever it yeah. was. Victor found the right people first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, and Victor, Victor had the foresight to know, or maybe didn't even know how good of the right people he found that he found. Like Victor was just looking for survivors, special people, yeah. people that we find in the, in the Walking Dead universe. But he didn't know what he got when he got the Clarks, or you know, as a package, because he was really in it for Nick. <laughs> he was like, oh, this guy, this guy. Oh, I'm following this guy. Like, <laughs> he knows what's what up. was his name. Yeah, if if he had found um a lot, not Elias. Who's the guy? Madison student. Tobias. The, Tobias. Tobias, yeah. Elias, Tobias. What's the difference? <laughs> Toby. <laughs> if, if he missed Tobias, uh, if, if he saw Tobias first, I think he would go with for Tobias first and then be like, oh, shit, he's all talk like me. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, that's how Tobias died. Victor I'm- found him first. <laughs> got landed in it. Yes, we oh, know. Now we be. know the truth. We know be. the truth. I really we want Tobias truth. to make a comeback. I want to see oh, that kid again. <laughs> I want to see that kid again. I want him to be missing an eye. I want to be exactly like comic no. book go- governor. No, comic I want him. Governor. I want him to be like the ruler of some settlement and be like, "Yeah, I called it. Like, I know what's going oh, like on." Like a horrible ruler. No, I want him to be evil, so evil that it's like, like uh, it's yeah, like what Martha should have been. That might. Martha should have been this. That could be fun. I'm I'm down for evil Toby. Yeah. His his slogan would have been, "I told you, people. I yeah. told you. Why didn't you I listen? I told to you me? so. <laughs> Kept telling you. <laughs> Nobody's listening to me. <laughs> uh, did you do you not follow me on Twitter at the time? <laughs> Which is I called this shit weeks like ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like six years old. <laughs> Come on, people. Tobadison. Tobadison. Charity says hashtag Tobadison. <laughs> Nice, nice. Great way to cap off this conversation. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm happy about this conversation. And I know you're not, because why is it so fucking complicated? I want Victor to just be a bad guy. I want Dakota, well, it looks like she is turning into the bad guy. Yeah. Or or it, circumstances be damned. She's leaning in like, like we, we, we both kind of want. Yeah. yeah, I was very giddy to see her reach that level. And then Morgan promptly smacking her in the face with a stick. <laughs> so I was a little giddy. I was yeah. going to admit, like, I don't want her to die still. I'm going to make that clear for <laughs> the internet people, for people so we don't get canceled. <laughs> By something. I don't he know. Nobody's going to kill her. Gonna he should have killed her. I'll say it. However, it's nice to see a little punishment. Yeah. A little, well, little smack in the tuchus. I will, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this for Strand, too. I do talk a lot of shit about kill Strand and kill him off and say do all this stuff and everything. But, but he is much like Virginia, a character that I love to hate. He's that person in the group that you know is always going to cause you trouble. Like, if Strand weren't around, I'd have to find somebody else to dislike. So he can stay as long as, you know, I want to dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> like whom? Who other? What? Who would the other? 
another person that's exactly like this, which we mentioned last week on The Walking Dead. Starts with an N. Oh, Negan? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, not quite as I, bad. Let's yeah. just admit, like, not as catastrophically a right. bad person. Like, Strand is still, you just need to keep your eye on Strand. You, you just, you gotta watch him. Like, he will be a team player as long as it suits his needs. Just, you know, keep an eye on him, that's all. Which is kind of like the baseline of humanity, by the way. Unfortunately. I think it's wonderful that we've evolved to appreciate cooperation as a personal survival mechanism. This is something I have learned over time is that evolutionary biology is so crazy that we're in inherently selfish people and fearful people like lizard brain, right? Sure. <laughs> However, we've evolved to learn to appreciate our mutual survival as a means for personal survival. It's like that little sweet and then the sour, right? Like the sour patch kid of, of, yeah. of evolutionary biological concepts. But I, I love it because it means that thousands, of, no, maybe millions, millions of years down the line, we invented Christianity. Again, not trying to go into a yarn about how great it is or anything. I'm not Jewish. Hello. But this <laughs> this concept about forgiveness, it comes from that desire to put the needs of the many over or the, the well-being of the many over the needs of the few. Meaning if the more we forgive, the the greater the whole is and and the, the, the more accepting the others of of other tribes let's say of the stranger of the and, and it, this is an evolved concept it's like oh well what if we introduce this concept of forgiveness if we do that there'll be less killing uh, there'll be more well-being just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that they don't they forget about their sins you know they they still have to live with them you know this is something that we didn't account for when we started killing people for, for simple things like stealing or <laughs> more complicated things like murder and self-defense and all that stuff right but forgiveness on the whole not a bad idea okay let's do that but anyway, so I, I just wanted to include that because like, because I want to go back to this comparison because like when I compare Negan to Victor, sometimes I'm like, it really does put a lot of things into perspective in, in many senses, right? Because Victor is all about trying to personally survive, which I don't, I'm 100%, he, we, in if we had the fortitude and the cleverness and the, the wherewithal and the charm, we would be doing. Yeah. I, what I said it to the other day, I'm like, Strand, Strand is the most realistic character. Like we would all be Strand looking out for ourselves right because right. we are inherently selfish and look out well, for i said that so you could say that yeah, well yeah and so stra- yeah so, you yeah. said this to me we are we are yeah. strand and yet what is the ethos of negan negan did all the bad things that he did in order to save everybody or mm-hmm. to to in his own way like this is what's required you know so that so that everybody could, this is the concept of forgiveness so that everybody as the whole could survive or at least my whole right the whole that i create i couldn't save my wife survive. so now i have to save everyone right that is also a good point that we never really touched on by the way when we're talking about um here's negan and yet negan did objectively way more horrible things in order to accomplish way that worse. game way worse. however like <laughs> so you're looking at this yin and yang of negan and victor you know there's this cowardice on one end of the yin and yang and then there's 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 a sense of altruism to negan's actions he's benefiting from i would say benefiting in quotes while other other people are suffering from him trying to save people however victor is is trying to do it for himself but not nearly as bad not nearly as is committed to his own self-survival as Negan is to save everybody else. So this is weird comparison. So when I think yeah. about that, I'm thinking like, well, I mean, I understand Victor a whole lot more. He is not TWD fabulous in, <laughs> in that sense, where like he's so extra that that, oh, that's why he survived. He's so extra that that's how that happened. No, Victor's us. He's still us. And I get that. And I could, I could identify with that. So now that that comparison's out of the way, <sighs> They shouldn't be like us, is what you told me. Yeah. 
well, right. better versions of us. You know, that's just that's just yeah. what I personally like to you know to see on on television is a better version of me. What you know, I want to see someone I can relate to doing things that I don't think I can do. Have that little extra X factor, right? Right. Like like, well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. I mean, not like, and we're realistic enough to know that we can't do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Which is why we watch TV shows about these people doing the things that we will never be able to do. <laughs> right. A lot of it's luck. Let's just yeah. put it that way. My mom even told me that today. Uh, all those famous people that you see on TV, or the Jeff Bezos, the rich Jeff Bezos, a lot of that's luck. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of that's luck. And it's like, yeah, I know, mom. I'm yep. 42 years old. I know. <laughs> hard, hard work and luck. Yeah. Uh, all those podcasts that get recognized over our own. Luck. Yeah, that's luck. Yeah. <laughs> luck and, Just you know, striking while the iron's hot, you know. Who sees what, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Anyway, so. <laughs> At least your mom I, listens. My mom doesn't even watch <laughs> her podcast. Oh. <laughs> she, well, she, she doesn't watch the show either, so. Which isn't, well, I guess she does kind of listen. Yeah. She'll pop on every now and again when I, when we premiere. But Aww, anyway. I- yeah, uh, in the beginning, it was so sweet, by the way. <laughs> it would be only her. Now you're like, I'm oh, sorry, Mom. I apologize. Yeah. You're going to hear me oh, say my, some things. That's my... I wake <laughs> up and say that that every day, and then I forget about it by the end of it. <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> I'm and sorry. Day, I was like, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, who is uh, Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi, Mom. Yeah, I'm going to sleep now. Not true. I'm recording with Rachel <laughs> right now. If you tell anybody you're sleeping, they know you're lying because you don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, tonight I will be sleeping. I have not been sleeping since his tooth, not been sleeping well since Ooh, his tooth broke yeah, off. Yeah, I bet not. So I'm mm. looking forward to it. Let's talk about the, the opening scene, the opening sequences, because it was very odd. Uh, maybe you can help me out with this one because I didn't see why Morgan was alone in that one instance in the, in the, uh, in the dam. Stranger, yeah and I still don't have an answer to this, is, okay, so we see the group, you know, show up near the submarine in, in Swati. So we see, you know, Sarah and, and, and Rachel and Grace and Raleigh and Rabbi and, you know, everybody's there. But like you said, when Morgan was at the dam, it was empty. And there were a lot more people living there than who we saw at the sub. So where right. were all those people? Oh, well, they, they were at the uh, naval base, supposedly. Were they? Well, at least Charlie, Luciana, Rabbi, Kess- Rabbi Kessner. I thought Rachel went to. Ra- no, no, Rachel was with the, the gang. She remember didn't when go she to stepped the naval the- base? No, when she stepped out of the car, she had the baby with her and everything. Mm-hmm. She so was- she was with Sarah and Daniel and all No, them. Sarah was driving Swati. Right. Everybody showed up together, and then a small group went to the naval base. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. which was nearby, right? right? Am I right? Right, yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. My bad, my bad. Well, you saw some Half logistical... the mystery, but not where the residents of the dam are. Well, whatever it was, it must have been much earlier, because he, you do see the shot of him picking up the boax oh. from the ground, symbolically saying... Sharon has you know, got a good idea. Maybe they're in the caverns, uh, oh, where oh. Daniel sent Grace when he thought there was a, a spy. Well, I mean, they weren't in the dam, and the caverns are nearby, so maybe that's where the residents are hanging out, thinking, to, you know, maybe avoiding uh, an attack from the Enders. Oh. Here's what I'm picturing. Morgan's talking to everybody. He's going, okay, there's some bad guys out there. We don't know, you know, they got something big planned. Uh, They may come here and attack, you know, while we're off trying to stop this crazy shit. So you need to go hide in case people show up here to attack. Morgan and small group go to the sub while the residents of the dam go to the caverns. So I wrote opening scene is strange. Nobody around but Morgan. Construction lights everywhere. And this is funny because in the reaction video, Mm -hmm. I noted that at the end, end sweep, which I love that sweeping shot. Yeah. 
it, it's like a one take and it goes through the hole and out of it. And But I noted, oh, there's construction lights in the fucking danger room <laughs> with the nukes. And I'm like, oh, did the lighting crew leave that there? And then I'm, but now it makes more sense because the construction lights at the dam, they're illustrating that Morgan and, okay, first of all, let's do the higher concept and get it out of the way because I'm not going into it further. Morgan and Teddy are doing the same thing because when Morgan's opening sequence happens, it goes straight to Teddy and Dakota having the conversation, then goes back to Morgan picking up the bow axe, mm-hmm. right? You're willing to die with them. He picks up the bow axe. But construction lights at the dam, construction lights at the sub, giving people something that they want. Yeah, the dam. People became a different per- version of themselves in order to fit the mold. And it almost ki- killed people because Daniel, but people had to, f- and this is something I also mentioned when I was talking about forgiveness. People decided that giving people forgiveness, you know, it, it, creating the concept of forgiveness was better for everybody on the whole. So it, it's it's all mimicking the same thing. We're, we're trying to be a different version of ourselves to cooperate and be have a safe community you know even though it's not honest even th- even though it's not 100 honest you know we're that version of ourselves that can live together right but this is the walking dead universe <laughs> that can't happen uh, what they're essentially trying to say and this is like the easiest biggest parallel that you can ever make about the yin and yang the end is the beginning you know the dark mirror parallel is that okay teddy's doing it because again he too is in his own way optimistic or altruistic like he wants to create a better world and he uses his talents to successfully this time around convince people that this is the best way. Morgan isn't trying, and this is something we mentioned in earlier episodes, Morgan's not trying to make people do anything. He he does have some rules. He says, you can come, you can go. Just follow this rule while you're here. That's all. I will will die for you, sure, (laughs) if I need to. But the door is open. It's a swinging door. You can come and go. He's giving people something that even more than just the dam, he's giving people hope. And that's the biggest takeaway. It's not just the dam. People follow you because they want to. It's not yeah. because they, they feel indebted to you or they owe you like Teddy. Like you owe them this bigger world. Like no, no, they they just, they will, and they're willing that's to what create makes it a with cult you. leader. <laughs> yeah. And they owe yeah. them something. So why is Morgan alone at the dam? Is it symbolism? Is it him abandoning the dream or preparing to abandon the dream? Mm. It did now, feel very much like he was sort of saying goodbye to the place, didn't it? He was looking at what it took to keep it going. Yeah. Like, look at the bullet holes in the front. That was him peeling in to kill those walkers mm. with Swati after Daniel had let them loose. Right. Good to mention, because people would be like, where Where's is the that bullet from? Holes? Yeah, and, Eric asked me. And yeah. there are people like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a good observation, too. Oh, Sharon D. Yep. You said exactly what I had said at the end of JD that, okay, what I said there was when June was getting into the car, standing up at the edge of it, looking back at the cabin, John's cabin, she looked at it as though this was going to be the last time I was going to ever see that again, aka last time I was going to see John ever again, saying goodbye. She's saying the same thing about Morgan in this moment. Yeah. She's like, this may be, well be, the last time I see the dam. Yeah, that's why I said it felt, felt like a goodbye for Morgan. Now, it goes a little bit deeper, given what he says at the end of it, like, it could be specific to the thing he mentions to Victor about Grace, you know, giving up the new key for Grace, for the sake of Grace, because it has to mean something. But I just don't want people looking at Grace differently because she did it. You know, I need her to be a part of this future. She deserves it. She's earned it. She saved all of us. I mean, from the nuclear meltdown, yeah. she's been through so much. It's, it wouldn't be fair for people to remember her last thing being a, a huge mistake, possibly, or actually, if the nukes are in the air. So even more so. And yet Victor's the one who knows it, which makes me think, by the way, that this is just a side thing that Victor's days may be numbered. Wait, Victor knows what? 
Victor knows the truth of why why Morgan insisted on being the one to go through sacrificing himself to get th- to possibly get the key back because then it, it's him salvaging that mistake. Victor knows you know? that Morgan gave Riley the key even though he didn't tell him. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Morgan explicitly told him I gave Riley that guy in the photo that key. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, did he say that? He said he's the he's one who di- attacked us. But did he say yeah, when Grace he gave was, him the key? Well. He, and then he finishes up later on saying, that's that's the reason why I have to, I, I've been doing this because, you know, I'm responsible for giving up the key. Grace, Grace is the one who told it, who may, who may be given the key. And I just don't want that mistake to go unnoticed. Yeah. Oh, so he's, yeah. So it's piecing together these two conversations to like a Tetris thing where they lock together and they make a full conversation. Yeah. This guy attacked me, Grace when she was about to give birth. And right. then this guy has the key with which to use the nukes and stuff like whatever. You get the idea. Which means when somebody has that information and has it ha- and he's one of those characters that we mentioned, like kind of like Negan, but also kind of like, well, he's a little too complicated now at this point where nobody likes him because of what he tried to do to Morgan. And he apparently is alive now. But now he has information on Morgan and on Grace. So now we're put in the position of maybe Morgan may end Victor because of that information. Mm. Right. That little bit of information like and th- this is not what I anticipated. Uh, I will say this out loud. What was the thing I said that might happen to Morgan is that it might come down to Grace versus everybody else. No. Oh. It might it might come down to just having to put down somebody that has information that could put Grace's status among everybody else in peril. Well, that would I mean that right? would still be Grace versus everybody. I mean, in this case, it's but, just one person, but that you know. But it's the knowledge about Grace category. But now, but now that's far more compelling than a simple elementary thing that came out of my stupid head, <laughs> like. Is Morgan willing to kill Victor in order is to be that seventeenth somebody to in order to keep Grace's the knowledge of what Grace did safe among her peers? Or is he willing to let Victor walk into the world with this knowledge? Have that against him? Something that Victor says, oh, I needed to have some something against him in order to for people to fall in line with me. I needed to have leverage. Mm-hmm. Right? This is Victor's MO. Mm-hmm. If I have leverage, I have the means of which to con you. So so Victor tells Morgan that he gave Riley the key, right? In any I mean, in any of these discussions or conversations, does he blame Grace? Like why I guess why would no. So Victor no. would have so Victor it. would have no reason to blame Grace. Well, of course he does. He knows the truth. He knows that the whole reason why they're in, the, in this predicament is because Grace was the one who gave the key to Riley. Which with one key they can't do anything, but with the other key, wait, that was yeah, that was can, what I just asked though. How does Morgan know? What? How does Victor know that Grace yelled at Morgan to give the key? Gra- Morgan's taking the responsibility on himself. He says, "I gave him the key." So why would or Victor? I, I allowed it to happen. He had the key on him. Right, right. Morgan had the key on him. Exactly. So, so if I'm Victor, I'm blaming Morgan, not Grace. I, I guess that's true too. But I guess the reason why he had to go after the key to begin with, because it's Morgan. Morgan is altruistic. Oh, yeah. it, it mean it means something that he allowed that moment to 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 happen. Mm-hmm. So he needs to make it count for something. Like he's the th- the specific thing that he says to Victor is, I need to make that mistake or that sacrifice mean something. Her losing the baby at the same time. I need that that to mean something it can't just mean nothing her idea or her thought or her thing that i believed in at the moment for her sake but then victor can just turn around and say oh grace was responsible for you doing this like 
manipulating him and saying, yeah. yeah, you know, you did this because of grace. I'm going to tell everybody that grace told you to do this. And then, or something to that effect, yeah, right? Yeah. It would be a thing that could, could he could potentially That's do. And Morgan knows Strandish it. behavior. That's what I mean. Yep. Right, right. The means by which he can gain leverage. Right. Oh, absolutely. Something that he mentions to Morgan, something's the only way I could get people to do things. Not because they want to, because I make them. Or I make it feel like they have no choice. Yin and yang, baby. Yin and yang. And what's crazy is that we've seen people want. We've seen Cole. When we find, I love that we get get to bring him up again because when Victor admits the truth to Cole, he is rattled. But then he comes back and says, "You know, thank you for telling me that. I'm, but I'm following you for you. I like you. You know, this is a big thing that you just mentioned. The, the pebble in the pocket reminds me of the shitty things I've done. Like, and he Cole embraces that. Like, you are a human after all. I guess." <laughs> You can make mistakes and admit to them like a normal human being. It signals a reversion. A reversion that did not... So we thought Super Strand 3. No, he tried to be. He tried to embrace that past in order to create a better future for the sake of Alicia, right? Mm -hmm. But not himself. So it is. it was a Super Strand 3. But the moment he was found out, you're back down to Super Strand 1. Mm -hmm. Period. Done. I love it. I love it. And you may not, but this is why we do it. So we can just put these on display so that we can actually manage them a lot better. Like I said, I love I, I love to hate him. And if you want to compare him to Negan, he's not that bad. Right. Well, I'm, <laughs> this is what we have to do to kind of get better perspective. Because we're yeah. like, oh, fuck, fuck yeah. that guy. I was, like, I was like, oh, but he didn't like do all this crazy shit. Yeah. Right. And, oh. and you know, Coleman does get the best lines. So there's that too. If, if Victor, you know, if something happened and we didn't have Victor anymore... We we would be missing out on all of these amazing lines, right? So the same reason as Negan sticking around, that agent of chaos, that oh, yeah. potential quotable, question mark, quotable right. characters, <laughs> quotable characters that do questionable things. Yes, I mean that, that should be a it... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. Quotable characters that make questionable decisions. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Sharendy. Sharendy, you're you're absolutely Sharendy saying he's not even as bad as Dwight in that context. Although Dwight is the perfect amalgam, thank you, Sharendy, of Victor and Negan. He does the things he does for somebody else. Oh, if anybody knows Victor more than anybody now at this moment, it's Dwight. How about that? Oh, yeah. I want a conversation between those two. Woo! We never really got one. <laughs> Hashtag vegan. Victor and Negan. <laughs> Vegan. <laughs> You'd have to spell it with an I, though. I think it would have to be V-I-G-A-N. Just for the sake of... Otherwise, it's just the word. I'd see those two together, right? Yeah. Oh, I want a show with that. I want a what if. Oh, I want a what if so bad. Speaking of rattled, I said somebody was rattled before, and it made me think of Senior getting on the radio with Teddy. That was a great scene. Oh, that I love that scene. great scene. A humming, a humming, a humming, a humming, a humming, a humming, right? <laughs> Watching Teddy get shook. Oh, that was so... Oh, I was so excited. I was cheering. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get him, Senior. <laughs> You know what I like in that too? You're gonna, I don't know if you're gonna be so impressed with this fact, but like for all the talk about Alicia being the mother, right? Mm -hmm. The of humanity now, right? Yeah. When John Dory, and this is the only one my second watch that I noticed this, which is you know, only a couple hours ago. <laughs> John Dory Sr. steamrolled in as if he was his father. And it put everything that John Dory Sr. has been doing into so much perspective, okay? Abandoning his actual his actual son to chase after somebody who's been looking for a father figure. They never mention his father, Teddy's father. True, yeah. And it seems like he is the product of a single mother family, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never talks about his dad. And I said, I mean, think about it. Like, daddy's home. Daddy, who's been searching for me for years, trying <laughs> to get this killer for so long. Daddy's daddy. 
body's finally paying attention to me. And he goes, it's not. And then just like Alexander trying to kill his own father, Alexander the Great, <laughs> he's like, I don't think this is going to go anything like, like you think it does, uh, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there's phalluses flying in the air. I mean, come on, people. Read the read the room. <laughs> it's hard to see a father-son dynamic there when they appear to be close in age. Well, hard yeah. To, hard to yeah, draw but, that for me. But then again, Teddy is does have that childlike demeanor. Yeah. In his yeah. in his own way. And Senior definitely has the adult in the room. Actually, compared to all of those, both in age and in demeanor. He's like, oh, I'm buttoned up, straight laced. <laughs> I'm gonna get that motherfucker. Well, if it says, uh, whatever. He even kind of yells at, at Morgan and Strand for bickering over it. He's like, You do done chatting? Can we go in there yet? <laughs> in the Can we kill people? Come yeah. on. <laughs> Let's go, Play boys. Waste. We're all going in. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Put your coats on. <laughs> We're going out. around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be- before, Sh- as Sharon D says, before this guy shoots a Dicklier bomb. Dicklier Yeah, it doesn't sound quite right when I say it. Oh, <laughs> Dickler- man. Okay, maybe it does. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I've been finding myself thinking about what you guys, you and Sharon D had said about that bleached bones set that we find in one of the bonus episodes of The Walking Dead. This was the one with Aaron and Gabe. And I've been thinking about it every oh, single week. The horse and the rider. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, and the having Strand's band mm-hmm. on it. If you watched that episode, or if you didn't watch that episode, we were referring to possibly Strand on horseback being found on one of these episodes. Because this is, again, in, in the, the past. future, yeah, Walking Dead's in the, in the future. Fear the Walking Dead's in at least, yeah. f- at least five, five years, if not more, in the past. Probably seven at this point, maybe more. But seven years out in the sun on horseback will do that to you. And I, I, I do you find yourself thinking about that more and more often? I, I, I keep, don't. I can't. I, do, I no. I Just as season eleven keeps ramp, ramping up, you're not thinking that we're gonna see Strand on The Walking Dead. Oh no, oh. we've proven that we're we're definitely not going to see Strand Strand, but we we may see the bleached bones of him, okay. of, his, of Strand. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe those Strand will come finally back. goes to Virginia. Maybe they'll call back to the to those bones. Yeah, or there'll be like a Tales of the Walking Dead where Victor makes a break for it. Uh, for Virginia, what Morgan was originally going to do with Alicia in season four, he goes, fuck that guy. There's a community out there. I could start over again. And then <laughs> something happens along the way. And we both know that this is a, a significant uh, uh, amount of distance away from Alexandria because they're, they're trying to find places that have shit still. And it was like, was it a two week journey? I, I can't remember exactly, but it was like an absurdly long number of days journey back to Alexandria from where they are now, Aaron and Gabe, yeah. where they keep going one more, one more, one, one more. more. So anyway, I wanted to just put that out there. If you haven't watched the episode, it was the one, what was it called again? It was called One More. One More. Our episode 123, One More, we talked about this thing you brought up and now it's in my head. It's like, it's like <laughs> this RJ is real thing, right? It's, <laughs> right. it's in my head. And then considering the, the, the pioneers, quote unquote, we find in denying exit episode i mean there's a lot of reasons to think oh maybe they're just following victor's footsteps and happen to find a i don't know where are the nuclear coordinates where are they programmed to hit my first question would be do you have to program a target it's a good question because then now you're just challenging us because it's like oh we're not experts in this shit (laughs) but well yeah i'm 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 not so i don't know like do you have to have uh coordinates to put in or can you just simply launch and then let it let let it just land where yeah let it land wherever well, just from what, okay, I'll say this is where I'm basing this, my answer from is that it does obviously have the capability to be guided, right? And from the way Teddy and Riley are talking and Riley's desire to continue the spread. Oh, man. Um, wow. Okay. Well, the reason I ha- have that question it, it is looks like they had other Teddy targets says. besides. Right, right, right. Well, I, I think, I, oh, oh, I think he's he's trying to distract them. That's from what he's well, saying. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, well, it could yeah. be here, but it could be there. He's just trying to get in their head. Because he from wants Teddy, them to... From Teddy, yes, I agree. But he asks Riley... Well, he says to Riley, why don't you tell them where you programmed to hit? And then Riley could have just said what he programmed, but instead he's like, I, it, I, it'll hit wherever, everywhere, anywhere. Like, he doesn't even really seem sure. Well, it does appear... It, I did see the opening minutes for the next episode, and he does mention at least... Sorry. He does mention at least where Alicia is going is located, which is very interesting. I I want to see how that came about um but so you don't have to say anything because i know you've seen it however you're right and you're basing also this off of, of the next episode like why how does he know where this will hit too but i will say this much I, I have a feeling he knows where it's supposed to hit whether or not that will happen is a whole other story because and uh, notice how i'm pivoting <laughs> Um, I will come back to it, though. I did notice one thing, and that was um, based off of what we see with Victor and Morgan coming across that irradiated walker, who was at least there <laughs> for three so days, cool. right? But she was at least there so for three days, as Grace says, right? Because she needed to be there. Why did she need to be there? The Wait, where does the three days come in? I don't... Grace says that in order to perish from that level of nuclear ra radioactivity, now it could have been longer, but she looked like one of the Enders. She did not wear a uniform. Mm -hmm. She looked kind of like Alicia, was, which is besides the point. Which is probably feeding into Victor's. Pattern. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the the flower shirt and everything. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, he looks at her strangely too. It's like, oh, is that? Oh, it's not. But also, but it could have been. Oh, but these this this is what we're dealing with anyway. So my point is that. She needed to be there at least for three days to perish from the radiation. But the mission being is that she needed to get her irradiated body on the door leading to that missile silo room, etc. You know, in the path leading towards it, right? That's why he was so confused about why the readings were on the door and on the body. Because that walker needed to get its like, here's radioactivity everywhere. So just so you know. So now, why does that make me think of the guided missile? It makes me think of the guided missile. Why? Oh, oh, oh. Because I was thinking to myself, something else Grace said in the beginning. She said, even if the Millerems were at 10 when they first came in, they should have been way higher still, right? So that got me thinking, what if some of the nuclear material in these warheads had been leaking? What if they're not nearly as powerful? Some of them may be duds, let's say. Maybe many of them may be duds, considering that none of that radiation made it to the top. What if they all eventually, the containment on these nukes eventually leaked out enough to not make as much of an impact or a reaction at all? Because part of what fission means is that we're splitting these atoms to create a, a massive explosion, right? We're actually tearing these atoms apart. But what if the nuclear material available is not, it's just not there. It's leaking so far down in the ground that it only it's only readable near and in and around where the missile silos are. So I'm thinking to myself, it's very possible these are all duds. You know, there's only a harmful amount that's available to humans to be exposed to. And I was, so I don't know that all this together got me to thinking of that. So I haven't seen the next episode. I know, I don't know what it's going to look like. Don't smile. Cause then I'll think, I'll know, <laughs> Oh, maybe I'm right. No, I'm still <laughs> thinking, I'm still thinking about the, the radiated Walker. I'm still confused about that whole section. Oh, she had to stick covered. around so that she can what, spread her radioactive material. What was the three, everywhere. well, it's the three days thing though. What is that? Oh, Grace says to Morgan, how long would I need to survive that level of radiation? Oh, days. Okay. All right. A minimum of three so you days. You took that as three days. Okay. Oh, um, did she? I thought she said minimum of three days. No, she just said, I don't know, days? I think, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, I had it in my head, like, I thought Morgan may have said in response to that three days, That's that seems enough. Because we were also talking about, let's pivot to this too, the possibility of Morgan being bit. See, I'm racing through the well, points now. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm, I still need some clarification okay. here. You're moving too fast for me, bro. This woman showed up to the sub alive, and what was she there to do? 
Why was she to there? Spread, to spread radioactive material on the door specifically in that For room. For what purpose? To, to what end? To guard it so that people wouldn't stop his plan. But everything on the other side is radiated. Like they would have no, died anyway. No, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily though. That's the thing. It was just the door. She irradiated the outside so she wouldn't, she wouldn't get bit and torn apart by these walkers, right? Think about it. She got irradiated from the other location where the missiles really were, right? She comes back to where the only, well, technically the straightforward path to the silent room. So is she an ender or no? I'm she, still, con- she's I'm still so, very she's confused so an, about this she's whole thing. An, she's I don't an ender. <laughs> One of those hippie enders with her sweatpants and fucking flower shirts. Definitely. Okay, let's just throw it that hippie hipster thing yeah, out the door. Yeah. The reason why I even mention this is because it is a little confusing. Why is it on the body and on the door radioactive, but when Morgan, sorry, when Victor takes it, takes the, and points it at the ladder, it's not at all. Do you know what I mean? It should have been because that would be the alternate path to get to the silo doors. But I think they needed to, Riley and Teddy needed that ladder to be available to them so that they can get there. Okay, I guess. How genius. I guess when Morgan was getting all of those re- readings and Grace said, okay, here, here's what I saw. It would have Morgan's to be like, inside. Yeah. She was telling yeah. him that if you're getting those high. kind of readings outside the door, then it's crazy on the inside. It's 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 exposed on the other side of that door. Oh, no. She was saying that the to, to reach levels this high, the material have to be in the same room you're in. So, of course, he's pointing at the body. It's the same levels. But then he points it to the door. It's also the same levels. On the other side of the door, it, it would be the same levels as well. Yeah. That's kind of what she was saying. But it shouldn't be as high outside the door where they're at. Inside, it would have been higher, let's say. But it but it's it appears as though whether you're inside or outside the door, it's the same levels, let's say. So it, it occurred to me that they kept an ender around to smear all the her boogery radioactive material to protect this room just so that she can die for this cause and that great that's what i'm saying that it has to be that it doesn't make sense i guess i don't i don't understand i don't understand the purpose of her doing that it makes that doesn't make sense to me to protect the direct route let's say who's going to go in there anyway with all that exposed radiation whether she put it on the outside of the door or not as soon as they open that door boom exposed they're still dead well they they would probably run through that room let's say really quickly i mean they would probably get matter (laughs) then they could just run past her <laughs> or, or I don't know because when when he scans the when he scans the actual room, it wasn't so bad. That's the thing. I think the once material, they got close is, to the door, he got the forty thousand, you know, over forty thousand reading. Right, but I think what because you have to remember they went over the ladder through the woods to grandmother's house. They go, <laughs> but then they they saw the the way back, the straightforward way back in that room with all those proposed walkers that were in their path. And he, and he, I think at one point he pointed the thing into the room. It was like not nothing. There was nothing there. So this lady had radioactive material in the room with her. Not on the other side. There's just walkers on the other side. So that's another death trap. But still, it's a death trap you'd survive, possibly. The nuclear, it, it gives people the impression that if they go through the door, oh, it's going to be very radioactive, right? So the, the threat was in the room with them. The lady was half the threat. The door is the other okay. half. Of I the guess threat. that wasn't made very clear because I still. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I had to think about. I this still one. saw. I still saw Grace saying, "Okay, if you're getting those readings on this side, then what's on the other side is even worse. So right. you need to find another way. You can't go in there." And I, that's when he makes the decision to just do it anyway. Well, I, I don't think she knows what's on the other side, but I think she knows that whatever it, it may be, nothing that's on the other side, but whatever's in here is the worst. I think she's saying it's not worth the risk of finding out what if it's worse on the other side. 
side, right? Because she doesn't know. He doesn't know. I think he's banking on the fact that the worst is in here. And that's why he's like, you know, you know, it's worth the risk. It's straightforward. Okay. You know, it's see, all and I saw the I saw the opposite. I yeah, I, I can easily see why you think that. But it, then it doesn't <laughs> make sense. But then it doesn't make sense why the ender, which is clearly an ender, why the ender's yeah. in that room. And that it's 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 a Which it doesn't make sense to me anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah. I the only reason why I brought it up is trying to make sense out of it because it makes sense <laughs> if you're Teddy. You tried. You tried, yeah. but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good try. Good try. Well, I bring it to you, fans. <laughs> did, did, did you get what I was trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> Am I crazy? Am I just trying to cover for the show that didn't make it clear? Which should have. This all fed into what, why I thought the way I thought. Like, oh, he's just having this person come by and smear the shit all over the place so that people wouldn't go through the director route. Because they could survive that onslaught of sub-walkers, let's say. She wants them to think there's something worse on the other side, but there's not. There's just these walkers. So If somebody had shown up there without uh, a meter thing, right. they wouldn't have They, they wouldn't have known, been, right. They wouldn't have known at all. They would have just went in and tried to stop everything oh they'd also and they also and they would have done it too because it would take days for that radiation to kill anybody which also i thought of and which leads me to the other theory about everything having leaked because like grace said had that material been stable yeah. and present it would have been all over the sub in various degrees and safe degrees like okay as long as it's not ten thousand, but there should be something that's why i thought that I was like okay he had to have this material directly in the room to ward off anybody that might have a dosimeter but here's the thing my theory was based on the fact that oh teddy knows that or at least riley knows okay riley knows that the sub should have radioactive material all over and so it yeah, makes sense that they don't know what they're not dealing with you know what i mean they don't know that this is not going to be as effective a plan as you think it is riley it's been a long time that's another thing how long has he been down there if at all what did he have to do what did he think he have to do i don't know anyway i was just thinking out loud because i'm we're never going to know that answer but we do know some answers riley yeah. you mass murderer <laughs> with all your sub people <laughs> uh, oh my, you want my oh, is this, is this good, a thing my, my, my Riley, my, my Riley, the secret hero is falling apart. <laughs> well, and it still, does, okay, so that still doesn't mean that he may not be a, although I don't know at this point, because Riley had a name, does he, I still doesn't mean that he can't be John Dory's son. Okay, that's not definitive, right? Which makes everything worse. It's like, okay, you killed all these people, and then you felt like you needed to be this other person, right? You need to be with this family, because this is the second family that's abandoned you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or that you felt kind of wasn't worth it, it like Dakota. Makes, it kind of makes Riley look a little extra crazy too, right? Because like Dakota. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Because okay, let's say he was a troubled boy and he he joins the Navy and boy. he becomes a part of this brotherhood and I mean that's family right there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I I know people in the service and it is it's a brotherhood. You you create a family there. But Riley couldn't even be a part of that family. Like, well, family enough me, for them to follow him, by the way, because right. he, he did gather the, the few that he needed for well, this plan. Yeah, I mean, he got a handful of them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the rest of the crew really couldn't even fit into that family. He well, had to I, kill everybody. I'm not ready to say that. I am willing to say like it's because it's a hard ask. You're talking about what it takes to be a serviceman. I'm not saying like a Marine. Okay, we're not going to go down that route. That's that's a t there's Marines and there's Green Berets. These are the hardest parts of the military to join. But even at the basic Navy level, you, you need a certain amount of PE, some a certain amount of dedication. You will wash out if you're not good enough. Everyone except Walter. Yeah, Walter was dedicated to oh, poor Walter. Salutes. Anyway, poor so Walter. as Sharon D says, by the way. Um, but I will say this, but he was part of that original coup. Just so you know, he's a part of Riley's original coup. Walter, Walter was, was bothered enough. Yeah, Walter was bothered enough, had the other trust bothered and trusted enough to have the other sub key. Or to he could have swiped it. I feel like Walter could have seen what, what Riley and the other kids were doing. 
and just hightailed it the fuck out of there with the key. Okay. <laughs> well, no, because they know, oh, maybe, maybe. It just seems he had the brown jacket similar to the other Enders. I know it sounds so weird, but like, you know, he was dressed similarly to them. So I, I, I think to myself... They know enough about where he is, which means they know enough to know how to find him. It, you could be right. I'm just, it just sounds better that way. He says, I did all this to not just join a cult that wanted to do the same exact thing that the Marines were going to, the, the Navy was going to do. I don't want to join the very thing that wants to do the same thing that the, the, how fucking psychotic dumb is that? Why are you joining this cult? What? Because they have a better messaging? <laughs> it's like a, a better health program? <laughs> Come on, man. What? They got dental? <laughs> But no, really, really think about this. Now I'm confronted with this decision. Like, like Riley literally is doing the thing that he was told to do in the Marines. Or, or sorry, not the Marines, the, the Navy. He was told, okay, let's hit these targets so that they're not as bad, so the, so the population doesn't suffer. And he said no. And he gathered his crew and he massacred the, the lot of them. And he stopped this plan from occurring. That's what he specifically said to set Teddy. He had to stop this plan from occurring. But what? Then he goes and joins Teddy and decides to do it anyway for people who are trying to rebuild humanity. Specifically you could judge them on how they're doing it all you want but they're doing it and in a world of scarcity and zombie apocalypse that's just bullshit like riley is so much worse than the marines in that respect like you were trying to stamp out the last bit of hope oh they're awful and evil well of course he's not thinking rationally right okay but i'm just saying it out loud think about what you were trying to do walkers falling down ladders was a hilarious break from what was happening yeah that was a good point i thought the walker that had the spine coming out of his <laughs> back that was so cool <laughs> That was so cool. To, but yeah. which contrasts to the way walkers generally looked on the sub was kind of, and okay, let's give them some slack. COVID was kind of disappointing, right? I wanted you to weigh in on that a little bit because I'm not really the makeup and gore expert or whatever. The way the, the walkers? They generally looked more disappointing. Like they look like, I'm going to say this out loud. You tell me, you fix me and you say why that could be. <laughs> but no, but they looked like they were wearing really good, really good Halloween masks. Am I not mistaken? Do you feel that? No. Yeah. 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 There were a few close up shots of the walkers. And uh, there was one in particular that was walking down a hallway and he did like ah, one of these things. And when he opened his mouth, I don't know if the prosthetic was was built that way, but it appeared to sort of flare out. Ah, okay. A little bit at his cheeks. And that was the that was the only one that I was kind of like, ooh, he's got a got a lot going on there. Yeah. But again, being in this submarine that's contained, I don't know how it, oh, okay. how the skin is going to change in that sort of atmosphere. Hey, look, you're doing the me thing right there. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I mentioned it before, too. I don't know how the, whatever the conditions of the air and the movement, is there exactly. dust, is there not dust? I guess so, I guess so. I don't, I don't know, but it's just the impression If it were sealed, do you think they would have, like, mummified? No, I mean, they would have, there's still air. From where, though? Oh, like, you if it know was all what? sealed up until they, and, yeah, I don't. You know, you know, you know, let's really, really think about that for a little while, because you'd have to do a couple of things in terms of math. Okay, we're not going to do them. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is when Riley left, it's obvious to me that he cut off the power or the power turned off or they bought just enough gas to turn the power on, whatever it is. He left, doors are closed. Eventually the power goes off, maybe a couple of years later, maybe not even that long. 
And what happens? The scrubbers are turned off. The fans that we saw, the, the Dharma Initiative fans turned off. So that means the scrubbers aren't working. The air isn't working. Air is not flowing. So these dead bodies are trapped in here with whatever air is left. There is enough air to last quite a while. I, I'd have to assume it's a huge sub. So how long, right, would it take for that air mm -hmm. to either dwindle and escape? Would it escape? Whatever air is left is going to suck because it's mingled with this stench. But it's still air. It stinks. It's still oxygen, right? Unless the... Yeah. Okay. Unless metal will get more corroded if there is any steel in there, the metal will oxidize the metal. Sorry, the oxygen will oxidize the metal. Say, like, it would be something oxate. Okay, I forget what rust is called. So that might get eaten up by the metal. What else might eat up the air? Okay, I don't know. Um, heat, uh, supercharge the air, causing the particles to bounce sure, and separate. Heat. Yeah, heat. That thing's the big tin can. In Maybe Texas, it had to get really hot in there. Maybe. So I'm just thinking, okay, how long would the air take to dissipate? Fine. Okay. So then maybe as a result, and maybe the flesh even uses the air on the surface of things. I don't know. But after a while, there wouldn't be air. There's definitely no air movement, right? So they mm -hmm. would desiccate. They didn't look desiccated though, right? They look just kind of, again, impression. They just look kind of like Halloween masks, like really, really <laughs> good Halloween masks. But you know, yeah, Halloween masks. You know, regardless. that might be, a, well, no, their mouths are still open. I was going to say that might be a really good thing though because then the walkers could wear masks underneath the prosthetics and then everybody would be safer but yeah that no they had their mouths open were yeah sharon you said they would they would be leathery i guess it wouldn't they would be a little bit leathery. more juicy i guess because they're not exposed to the, the elements let's say or the, the sun let's say which would turn them into like more mummy walkers like grace saw in her dream well that's why yeah that's why i wondered if they would be sort of mummified in in a sealed container like that. yeah riley had closed the top and everything was sealed in there they would just sort of mummify. right and they have now oh. yeah yeah you might be you might be onto something i guess it's hard to kind of figure out what that would look like too unless they went back in time to some sub incidents where they unearthed the submarine and all the guys in there had the the air that was left looked like this oh and it was <laughs> large tell them marge marge sent you anyway so <laughs> charity's is also lightly microwaved oh well you know actually yeah because yeah. of the communications grid mm, maybe or the inter intercept communications oh maybe and the firing mechanisms and all that stuff that whatever yeah you know you know you know the faraday cage that's inside talk about dharma initiative faraday cage mm. <laughs> that is the sub which would mean that communications wouldn't be able to leave ah oh which explains the interference it's not interference it's literally that the sub is a faraday cage it cannot communicate past the door mm -hmm. which is all, why grace all, has to go back up the ladder yeah all the radio waves would bounce off the walls and stuff hey we're solving science we're, we're doing <laughs> we're doing the science uh, i noted that the 150 50, the number 150 officers, undead officers or dead, reminds us of season four because one of the things that was kind of cool was having the little walker numbers on top of silos, on mm -hmm. top of trailers, and on top of other things to indicate how much was in there. I thought that was a kind of cool, like if you didn't really register it, it's there. <laughs> the vultures are back. <laughs> We never got to this because you wanted to talk about something else, but but what locations do you think are programmed into the programmable nuke warheads? If you had to guess even, just what do you think? Well, I honestly, my gut says it's, it's random, but if I had to take a guess, I'm going to guess Riley is going to send them back to the area that, that they're in because the whole idea is they are the end. If the idea is that they are the end, then 
you know, then it has to hit them. Well, I think it's in addition to, if we are talking about specific spots, I had two definite, definite locations. I'll say one, okay. one is more definite than the other. One, you would think I would say Ginny's locations, right? Ginny's franchises. The ones they know of, sure. Yeah. Which, which was around 10. Okay, maybe. However, I'm going to say what's more definite, and it may be that the nuke that, that never went off, which is ironic, but I'd say more definite would be the CRM locations. They decoded the maps enough. They do enough, have the maps. Right, mm -hmm. to know what to hit. Mm. So it makes more sense that that would be the mm. one that they would definitely hit. Because like, oh, these motherfuckers, they're they trying- They gotta know how dangerous they are too, right? Because they right. came across a soldier. So they've got to know what they're capable of. Yeah, that would be, a, that's a great idea. Yeah, the maps indicate how big of an operation they are. Oh, they're, the, well, and hey, you want to talk about, okay, okay. You want to talk about yin and yangs and parallels? The light of the world, destruction of the world. But yeah, Walking Dead World Beyond is all about, we are the light of the world. Campus Colony was a threat. We had to get rid of them. Well, you know, in a karma or dharma way, and technically it is dharma, <laughs> when you when you get, when you reap the rewards in this world, it's dharma, technically. But having Teddy take out the CRM for the actions or the future actions of... <laughs> I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's in the past. Oh, we just we just solved a problem. It can't be the CRM. This is why I said the second nuke may have been the CRM saving grace. Oh, right? Okay. Right, because we've seen CRM in the future. Now, it could be that the targets that they hit are targets that aren't the home base. It was not Philadelphia, let's say, because I think we narrowed it down to Philadelphia or, yeah, Philadelphia being the home base, the 200 plus thousand strong. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it may be other things and maybe the impetus not New York? Not no, not New York. Well, that's the facility that what's his name is in, but not yeah. the not the main not Philly the place. Community or whatever. Okay, okay, okay. That, that uh, Hope gotcha. is hopping. The, now, here's the thing: the impetus of the CRM being even more proactive and taking out their targets may have been due to this incident. So it's possible. It's possible hmm. that. That was the reason. Okay, so keep it in the mind. I'm willing to say that it never did happen and it will happen possibly to Ginny's sites because it was about 10, I think 10 franchises. I want to say more or less. Plus or minus the dam, plus or minus uh, what other things are there? Oh, the office tower, maybe, because they may still still think they're there. I don't know. Any other places on the death map? <laughs> the death mural that they have? So yeah, plus or minus any of those. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that it's it's just probable, highly probable, you know, yeah. just give the number. Yeah. And now the obvious question that we can ask that we may be able to get closer to is, do, does Teddy know where the dam is located? Or is he just trying to get into Morgan's head? Like, oh, no, no, don't go to that place. If I tell you that we're going to bomb that place, you'll want to go there to be safe. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I am hitting that place. You'll never go there. So yeah, you'll die too. Yeah, mm, I'm willing to believe that Teddy just knows everything. <laughs> oh, somehow, no. Some, oh no! Somehow, Teddy just strikes me as as man who has all the answers, right? Oh but, no! You know how he does know where that place is? This is going to be my next question. If Dakota is full tilt into these guys, full oh, tilt. Yeah, she knows where it is. Now I could, yeah. That's that's the answer. He knows from Dakota. <laughs> However, which is maybe the last, the tenth code, let's say that he gets out of this conversation. Dakota. And of course, yeah, even in me saying that is me saying. 
Well, she may be in, but is she all in? Because I thought of this, I, I don't know if I wrote this down because I have a lot of notes, but as this episode was progressing, I was wondering if at some point, maybe after getting knocked the fuck out by Morgan, if even Teddy was manipulating Dakota to be something she didn't want to be. Like she, we keep saying that, oh, my sister wanted to be me to be something I couldn't be, a shitty person in this lot and bullshit. Essentially, let's say. We could also say that she's a psycho killer. I don't know. It's not, like you said, it's not clear. You know, if we're not willing to grant one thing, we can't grant the other thing. So let's leave that aside. Morgan in the dam. I tried to be this way, but it's clear that they didn't want, they didn't care after I killed John. Because of course she doesn't understand the consequences. Now, I did write, Teddy offers Dakota the perfect solution. The world in which she is free to be whatever. You know, what she originally wanted. Not a shitty human like her sister. Sash, sorry, mother. Like she said, right? But still in a world filled with consequences. AKA, one in which she knows she is bad for what she's done. Just like Teddy. I liked that neatly wrapping that into a bow. I know what I am. I am Camus. I'm embracing my role as the villain in the story. And I am going to be punished for it. And I accept that punishment because yes, I deserve to die. Part of me thinks with the way that Dakota's acting compared to Teddy, because again, Dakota doesn't have the years, the mileage, you know, that Teddy does and the sway and the charm. She's not dumb. She really is not dumb, but she's also dumb because she doesn't understand human. She's, she's, she's a young person. I'm not, re I'm not hundred percent willing to say she's a sociopath, but she's shaping up to be one because of everything that made up to, to this moment. But here's the thing. Is Dakota going to start to realize that Teddy's just another one of those people that is manipulating her? Teddy's saying, I'm manipulating you to her face in the beginning of the episode. And she's falling for it hook, line, and singer, even though she's being told, you're just like me, blah, blah. And maybe that's true. Doesn't mean you have to follow him. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is just another person. Now it may end up being. This is why I'm not ready to go full like, okay, the show is showing me that she is I and I don't like her. Period. I've said this before. <laughs> and I don't I got satisfaction on my face when she got trounced. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to you people. <laughs> but I wanna say this. I still have that little inkling in the back of my head that says, not that she is, oh, she's going to be redeemed. Like, no, she's not going to be redeemed. I never thought that. But what I am saying is that she's going to do things that may indicate that she feels like she, this guy's manipulating me too. So I got to do something about that. Fuck this guy. Fuck these people. Well, no, fuck these people, but fuck this guy even more for even for a second, making me think that... I could be manipulated along with mother, what my mother tried to do or what these people try to get me to do. At least they're trying to do something good. You were just trying to, you, I don't know what you're trying to do, but you're fucking <laughs> crazy. Anyway, so I just want to say that out loud. <laughs> I don't expect you to answer because you do know what happens, but I just, I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I can't wait. I can't I'm wait just, to find out. I'm just out. Taking, taking it all in. I can't wait taking to. Taking it all in. Now I'm like, now you're just like the, uh, like a, a, a backboard. Like now you're just like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just hitting you in the yeah. head, and you're like, "Yeah, I can't do anything here, yeah. Dave. You got me to, in, you got me in an impasse. I can't react to this factoid." But anyway, I got poker face. Let's cap this off by saying this much: seeing the confluence and the parallels between Dakota and Victor, Victor to Morgan, Morgan to John, it really gets you to see every character, bad or good, and especially <laughs> like when you look at Teddy. I kind of want him to succeed because he's really good at this for some reason. <laughs> the circumstances have changed enough to him to be good at this. But isn't it amazing how like you still want Dakota to die, and many people do? I'm not ignoring that fact. But at the same time, this episode made it so that you could be like, okay, I get you a little bit. Bit more than I did.
did the last episode. I un- And now I'm able to understand your motivations via the motivations of Victor. And this like gradation, this hill gradation between Dakota to Victor, Victor to Morgan, Morgan to John Dory Sr. And then Teddy going all the way back to the top again, back to Dakota. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, an Escher painting or something, MC Escher. <laughs> so you don't know and, where the beginning, the end is the beginning. You don't know where that starts. I'm not going to say Strand is as bad as Dakota. There's like levels to R- villainy right. we're seeing. <laughs> right. And wherever you are in life or wherever, however the secret sauce that makes you up, you will find ways or re- and maybe that's my problem with Dakota, right? You'll find kernels of things that you see in yourself in that other person. Things you hate, things you identify with, or things that you just completely get. I completely get being a reject. I kept trying to think of what some of the things that Dakota's talking about, but like me going to a synagogue and hearing about all these and I have mentioned this briefly, briefly on the show before, and I can't remember, I know you were there, but like it being like a gossip farm, right? But even where the men, because the men and the, the women sit separately in an orthodox, uh, orthodox um, temp, uh, synagogue. So, but even the men talking about the business dealings and like, oh, I screwed this guy, I screwed that guy. Like, oh, I, oh, I made so much money that day. Like, whatever, you know, like, or like, oh, you know, just like, oh, I'm better than you. Or, you know, like, and people trying to show up. And even on some of those high holidays, right, where you're supposed to kind of be, you know, repentant and all that stuff. <laughs> even me and I, this, I am literally Dakota. I was Dakota. I said, I am sick of this shit. I'm not coming back here. I don't like this. This isn't helping me. This yeah. is not helping me be a better person. Everything that makes up me helped me in some way to say, but no, I, I stop. I understand where she's coming from. And just like I did with the Victor Negan thing is like, you know, those people I understand later on in life. It's that's all they that's their that's who they are. It's not that they're bad people. That's their job is their life. That's and that's, by the way, emblematic of Syrian Jews is like that's if you get them to retire, they die the next day. They, that's, oh, that's, what, that's who they well, I mean, you know, I'm speaking figuratively, but yeah, like, yeah. hyperbolically, but like, you know, people like that sort of right. But what I'm saying is that when I compare that feeling to what Dakota is going through, I actually understand her way better than I understand it myself. Like, I don't want these people to die and I want to kill people and I want to run away that badly if, if it means eventually understanding them. But like Dakota being around these shitty people trying to do shitty things for themselves because they can, you know, up to the point where like they feel like you have to murder somebody to get away. You know, she wants to keep me here. I don't even understand why she wants to keep me here. I get that a little bit more, you know, and that's that's why I was always like... I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, so I just wanted to say that loud. So, because even I'm trying to figure out what is it? Like, I'm at the doctor's office. I'm at the psychologist's office right now, trying to figure out what is it about me that doesn't <laughs> want to go that far? Yeah, you know, I don't even understand it fully. Like, I, I understand bits and pieces, like, oh, killing kids is bad, Sharon D. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to end off with two things. One, the hilarious line between Sarah and Daniel. She says, shit on, shit on a stick <laughs> and is crying. I don't know if you noticed that. It's a resolution thing, but she does seem to be have a little tear here and daniel goes that's a pretty big stick i like that he has humorous lines i don't care what anybody says on reddit about oh you took a badass guy from you know down under the south america fighting with cia and being a murderer guy with torture and shit and you turned him into a comedy act i'm like fuck you this is the best version of daniel salazar a guy that knows how to joke and loves his daughter and wants a replacement daughter fuck you in your face the apocalypse is supposed to change you it did that daniel would even say that hopefully but here's the thing there's even a little bit of frustration that you have even though it doesn't make sense that you would because it doesn't really matter whether teddy or riley live or die at this moment they'll just go to the site that has the optimal evisceration pattern if what they're saying is true if they are faithful to their own cause that's a whole other question that i will not bring up because it just wanted to leave that there for you do you think teddy is we're not going to explore it do you think teddy is committed to the finality of his 
calls it. And do you think Riley is too? Leave that with you. We can talk about that. But when Morgan lets him go, there's a part of you that is somewhat frustrated. Why would he let him go? <sighs> somewhat? Well, but why? Because ultimately yeah, it doesn't do, it doesn't really matter. Pissed. It doesn't really matter though, right? Because that's what he wants. He wants to be killed. Uh yeah, I suppose Morgan had killed him he'd be getting what he wanted. I'm just thinking more about just how frustrated I would be in the situation and finally, finally catching up to this this person that's the cause of all of it. And and it's the apocalypse, so there's no laws or anything. He just I'd kill him. I'd kill him. I'd kill him. <laughs> Right. I would. But why? why? Now, I get why Morgan wouldn't, because there's two things at play here. One is the concept that I brought up last week about Alicia. If Teddy pushes Morgan to kill him and Morgan gives him what he wants, well, fuck you. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to let you go. Right. There's a little fuck you. You're not dying today because I know you want it. (laughs) Okay. Let's put that to the side now. I think if there's a chance of him trying to figure out at least one or two of the spots that are going to be nuked, follow Teddy and Riley because that's where they should be heading to. Again, leaving you with that question, audience, will Riley and Teddy live up to that promise of eviscerating themselves? We'll see. Human nature sometimes takes over. But I will say, if he's to know exactly where not to go, then he'll go at least somewhere else. That's the question. So I think that's why I think he lets them go. He may be visiting, giving Alicia one last visit, so it could be also a chance for them to find out where she is. That's another idea. That was my first one. I just wanted to do the other one so be like okay well maybe they should know where not to go put like a tracker on it or something <laughs> i don't know but i i, I thought that was interesting because how else are you gonna know oh we'll capture riley on the way and then make sure they're following the plan and then we'll find out where the franklin hotel is i don't know but it was worth bringing up because part of you is frustrated but your logical brain is kind of like i don't know why I don't yeah, know why. I was frustrated because... Because it doesn't make sense, Sam. I, because I, I probably would have killed him, right? right? Like, I mean, they just went through all this bullshit to, to try and stop this shit. You know, they they fired one off. And, I mean, I would just be so frustrated. Like, he would just... He would... I would take all my frustrations out on Teddy, Teddy and kill him. I wouldn't even think about, oh, this is what you want. I shouldn't do it because that's what you want. Like, I would just be so well, emotional and raged out. <laughs> Well, yeah, and if you really think about it, like, okay, no, no, maybe both of them have a reason to kill them. If you really think about it, this is the very group that chased Morgan and Grace down uh, off the road. And now the jury is really not out as to whether or not any of those events played into any of uh, Athena ultimately not uh, coming Athena's to this world. Outcome, right. Yeah. It That's yeah. very debatable because you could say it's a concussive Morgan could impact. very easily blame Riley, though. For that easily they you know you killed a theme your fault right but it's morgan so he's gonna blame himself instead well even great see so you know what's the, what, what the what the interesting thing about that soup is mm, let's let's even not even go there grace is adamant about it the dream being meaningful and the dream mm-hmm. It was really Athena saving her, right? So yeah, it, it can't be that. However, there's the other part of that, the reflexive part of that is like she believed in it so much that it made her cause herself to make the mistake that he joined in on. And so it's not even Riley's fault. He knows in his heart that it's not Riley's fault. Riley just wanted the thing. Athena was gonna die regardless. Grace is still alive. Oh, I meant I meant more in terms of the the explosion, the car, the car oh, explosion yeah. that they left. But like I said, that it's it's, it's highly debatable too. It's highly highly debatable. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. but and it would I think, be easy for Morgan to blame Riley because of that. And I think even Grace, well, that's what I was trying to say before. Grace 
Chris knows that the majority of the damage to Athena was because of the radiation. And the facts bear out. We brought them up. We said, yeah, ionizing radiation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most common in radioactive nuclear reactors. But still, so he knows the truth. He can't run away from it. He's Morgan. He knows that he can't. You know, he doesn't kill to kill. kill. Morgan needs a pretty good reason to kill. It took that much for him to kill Emil. <laughs> and this is somebody determined to try to capture and kill him and put his head in a box. So that's that. But Victor, interestingly enough, and this really supports a little bit of what I was trying to say before, is that like he's not even able to pull a coal and he likes living enough, you know, being Victor. Um, but also in that desire to live, does not have even the strength to kill a kid to get to escape. Everybody knows the truth. Yeah. His days are numbered. If he leaves, he knows he's on thin ice with everybody because they know that he tried to kill Morgan in that one instance. Was it a mistake? What is it not a mistake? Could, Doesn't matter. Do you think... Do you th- do you think he could convince everyone that Dakota's just a liar, though? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, because Morgan comes out on the radio and is like, "Grace, I'm fine. I'm right here." I'll say that. So, I'll say this much, though. That's a that's a really that what you just said now about Morgan goes. Oh, she was lying. Like it depends mm-hmm, on whether mm-hmm. or not Morgan complies. And this is what I was saying before about Victor having goods yeah. on Morgan at this point, and they both have reasons to kill each other, which again might cancel out. Right? I don't know. Like more, Victor can want to kill Morgan so that he doesn't confirm, just so he doesn't tell the truth. Right? Yeah. And then Morgan could kill Victor for the mere fact that he tried to a try to kill him, but b because he. Um, about grace. grace right 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 right. which i know is kind of loose but still matters well it, i feel like that would be important to morgan whether yeah. or not it's important to us exactly it would be that important to morgan right okay i like that that's kind of cool when you think about it that way but the biggest <laughs> thing that victor has Mutually over these guys is that yeah, yeah well yeah, well both of them right yeah i love that that's a good parallel too yeah. thank you <laughs> but the big thing is that victor not killing these guys listening to morgan first of all is he's submitting now he's 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 saying it was always going to be you, I guess. It was never going to be me. Okay. Strando Calrissian complies, which, which is kind of a parallel to the movies as well. Lando isn't as bad as people thought he was. He did the right thing in the end. Anyway, but <laughs> Strando Calrissian lives. He had the most to gain from killing these guys. I mean, part of it is he doesn't do it because if there's any chance of them finding Alicia, keeping them alive would be that chance. Okay. But for making them put him into position enough in order to be a person, that a type of person that's to go even further than he had, he tried to do with Ginny could make him very resentful considering what he felt like he had to do with Morgan. So I'm trying to put myself in his position. And in a sense, I'm kind of impressed <laughs> with that he's submitting in this moment because if it was me, I'd be so fucked up that I would kill them anyway. Because all the people that they've tried to push me to be kind of like Dakota in order to be to to gain this wow again another parallel between Victor and Dakota I need to be this way in order to save all of you or I need to be this way to save you Alicia well and Strand said that earlier in the season I can't do what I need to do with you around. Right. That's why he sends Alicia away. Right. The exact same reason why, again, misunderstanding Alicia and Morgan or their relationship and how connected they were. Just like Cole did with Alicia earlier. It's like, oh, you didn't know all of Madison. <laughs> you didn't know all of Alicia. I think we clobbered this motherfucker to death. Thank you for joining us, first of all. I really appreciate that you guys make it out here for these episodes, listen to them, the premieres. I can't even tell you how thankful I am. I'm in some, in many senses, in senses that I should appreciate more than anything else. I should appreciate your attendance so much more and I try to when I see the numbers and I get lost on numbers I think of all of you who are consistent and loyal and love what we try to do and if you do really really do appreciate what we're doing here and if you have any comments too head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead and if you just want five stars and eggplant is all you need to do but please use it as a communications device after every single episode it really has helped I will be posting these reviews throughout the weeks as they come out I find that people
people like it when they see you succeed, especially if they like you. <laughs> if they like you, well, yeah. they get they feel like they did the thing too. I, I th- and I think that's that's the most selfless expression of selfish selfishness too. It's like, you know, <laughs> they're my friends and they're succeeding. So I feel like I'm succeeding, right? It's kind of like when you're walking yeah. watching the show when Alicia's kicking some ass, you're like, yeah, yep. that's my girl. That's yeah. I'm so proud yep. of you. I have no stake in the game. I'm literally <laughs> watching this through a pane of glass or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so yes, please keep rating us. You helping us succeed makes us succeed, meaning you and us. You made this happen. And that's something that nobody can take away from you. That's on the internet forever. But if you really, really want to be a part of the solution, <laughs> like like Dakota with Teddy or or uh, Alicia with Morgan, head over to ko-fi.com slash dead and just follow us. If you do, you'll know when we record. You'll know when the unedited episodes drop. See how I said that right? And <laughs> the Jackbox games, whenever we get around to them, we should be playing a lot more of these during the break. It's just so you know. But follow us. And if you want to get the unedited episodes, if you want to be a part of the conversation, buy us a coffee. When you buy us a coffee, you'll get access to a supporter back content for 30 days. And if you subscribe to a coffee a month, the party never has to stop. And with that, everybody, I cannot wait. Well, I wish I could wait <laughs> for the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead season six. I really wish. It's been such a, it feels like it's been such a long ride. And yet it's a, it's yeah. a ride that eventually has to come to an end. I know this episode's going to air later in the week, mm. but should we, should we wish Alexa happy birthday anyway, since today's her actual birthday? I think you should. I think we should. For the people that have, <laughs> from the OGs yeah. like Squawking Dead contributor, Sharony, aka Blazy Gardner, for those people watching the unedited, unedited episodes, happy birthday, Alexa. Yeah. yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy 15th birthday uh, i said it online and i'll say it again now i said it everywhere yeah and i'll say it <laughs> till till the end of time or at least until next birthday well i guess technically her birthday was over 25 minutes ago oh uh, uh, <laughs> david <laughs> you sure you're not in central time zone anyway so <laughs> oh well uh, almost might still be her birthday for her. <laughs> oh yeah that's true it is so technically yeah, i'm still in is. the right we were talking about this earlier too <laughs> we were saying how oh it's like we were there from the beginning uh, saying awkward things on the internet because you're all drugged up <laughs> like oh that's my girl <laughs> no but we were like we we i, I know things are still kind of iffy on the code front and everything but we we really do hope that it was a good one um we love seeing you grow and succeed and if you ever need anything from us we're here for you that's all i'm gonna say i could give you old man advice to the cows that come home and you could be like oh <laughs> 15 but <laughs> let's be honest she could probably be giving us some advice I'm, she's so mature and beyond yeah some age. some people some kids have Very that well. right that that little bit like whoa mm-hmm. where is this coming from but then they turn around and say something completely stupid i'm i'm expecting stupid things from you alexa that's i'm hoping and but do you know why because it means you have so much more life to live it's okay to not know things i said this somewhere else mm-hmm. but I said, it's okay to not know things and it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do in life just enjoy it that's my that's my best the ve- best advice i can give to anybody the best advice i can give to anybody it's okay to not know a thing it's okay to admit you don't know a thing it's, it's okay to admit that you don't know what you're doing because when you admit that you can be human again and not i have to know everything and i have to show the world especially people that are stupider than me right okay let's that's the extreme of the other side of that so either way thank you alexa happy birthday i've been david cameo joined by cosmob09 sharon blazy gardener in the chat and maxine earlier lionesses actually zero one on instagram and mad maxine i think on uh, twitter i'll figure that one out that's gonna go on the blog thank you for joining us all the way from the uk uh, i guess you got your night shift back huh <laughs> so take care everybody have a good one and we'll see you in the season finale i say i can't wait but i can wait i hope it stays in production forever we'll never get uh, it in public I'm okay you got it already. so excited <laughs> see you
so excited. See you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.